This is the Court Today replay on C103. This is Court Today. Court Today with Patricia Messenger on C103. And with that wonderful weather forecast, I'm assuming people in the Donnerail area will be very disappointed to hear at the request of Angarda Siakona, Donnerail Park is closed today. It remains closed right across the Easter weekend and will not reopen until next uh, Tuesday. And that will come as very disappointing news to people in Donnerail. But I'm assuming that's to do with the fact that people, uh, many people are not, not many people, some people are not abiding by the two kilometre rule when it comes to their exercise and it at one stage John Rail Park was just teeming with people back at the start of the restrictions when we were told about social distancing I remember being out in Donnery Park myself and it became impossible to do social distancing there were so many people there then the restrictions came in and it sort of left Donnery Park for local people but obviously the Gardaí are worried that with the Easter bank holiday weekend and with the good weather forecast and it's great that we've got good weather forecast as suppose they're just fearful and they won't have the personnel to be able to patrol it to make sure that people are abiding by the two kilometre rule. And while there is a huge push, especially this weekend, to discourage people not to travel to their holiday homes across this Easter Bank holiday weekend, Kathleen has contacted the programme because she's a little bit upset because she, and her message is she doesn't want to tar everyone who's currently in their holiday homes with the one brush. And she joins me to explain why she moved to her holiday home in West Cork for the duration of the lockdown. Good morning to you Kathleen. Morning. Uh, and you're, you're welcome. Now you're in Kilcrohan at the moment and you travelled from Lysarda. That's right. Is that right? Okay. Yes. Tell, about 50 minutes. Okay. Tell me when and why you decided to move to your holiday home. Well for starters really I can't travel as a holiday home. It is a home that I use all year round maybe four times four days a week Um it's kind of a home that I use for work and a coping mechanism because I lost my husband to sudden death four years ago and I ended up with this house as a result of various financial things. And I come here for every occasion, let it be um, Valentine's Day, um, any time I have a problem with coping with my life as such, to here I come. So when I knew that we were heading for the outbreak, I decided early in March that this was where I could cope best. And I packed my computer and any bit of work I had to do into the car and came here on the 12th of March, um, which I come for weeks on end anyway. It's, um, it's your sanctuary? It's my sanctuary. It's Sorry, I have to struggle with this, but... Um, it's how I survived after losing my husband to some death with no previous illness on the 5th of January 2016. So I just ended up with this. I don't want to go into the reason why we're not well off. We struggled and worked very, very hard all our lives. And I have this. And I don't, I didn't think I was doing anything wrong since my husband died. I have had illnesses that I never had prior. I've beaten cancer, I've had a stroke, I've had sepsis, I've had two knee replacements, on and on and on. I could stay here for an hour, Patricia, telling you my, my whole life's saga, but 
I beat every one of them. Well done. And I was making it um, the best effort I could to stay away from my family and um, others so that I could beat this too without going down the road of having to get it. So that's my choice for being here. And certainly not on a break or on some meeting. I have my computer in the corner. I'm working and I'm a self-employed engineer. I'm continuing as normal and just staying on my own. And, and are you very much self-isolating in, in your little house? Well, I'm totally self-isolating. Yeah, There's yeah. nobody... In, in fairness, Kathleen, I, I don't in any way think when people are giving out and complaining about people heading away for the Easter weekend down to their holiday homes, I don't in any way think you can even fall into that category. I think you're in a very different category. Well, that was the point I was trying to make, Patricia, that there seemed to be a blanket put over the people with holiday homes. Holiday homes are not always holiday homes. They're like me. me. They're a place where people can cope with life struggles. There, I know there's another lady living very close to me here, and she's down the same length of time as me, and herself, her and her family moved out of the family home so that their, her 90-year-old mother could self-isolate. Now, so, like, we're only two houses in a 12-house little circle down here. So if you have two out of 12, a lot of the others are, are full-time residents. But, um, they but would you? But would you? In, and obviously, the local people class you as res, as residents. I mean, the fact that you you said at the outset sometimes you're down there four days a week. That's a lot more than a holiday home. But what would you say to people, Kathleen? I mean, we're already hearing this morning that there's been tailbacks of traffic out of Dublin with people heading away just for the Easter break. I mean, you you obviously can understand. I mean, I assume what? I assume you yourself will be nervous of an influx of visitors to Kilcroham this weekend. Oh, 100%, Patricia. I'm in total agreement with that. But all my points that I was trying to make is, you know, we're not all those people. I was just trying to get the little circle of my type of holiday. Yeah, yeah. Very different. Very, very different. Completely different. And how how are you coping with the whole self-isolation bit? Well, like I said to my children at the start, since I lost my husband, I'm self-isolating. So... This is just a case of welcome to my world. I know, I know. You know? And that's not looking for pity or that's not anything like that. It's just that my whole world turned upside down four years ago. And I'm hoping the best way I can. Now, I just got a little bit of a vibe when I went to the local post office to get cards and stamps yesterday. And I, I did feel like an outsider. I did feel like an intruder where last week I was called down for a chat person, you know. And I don't blame anyone for feeling that, but I just want people to stop and think first before they put us all into the derage um, SUV heading yeah. for a break and breaking yeah. all and I, I But I, I think people are afraid, people are nervous, people are terrified of getting COVID-19. They're fearful for themselves, but I think they're also fearful for elderly family members. And, you know, the people that are getting into cars and there are there obviously from the cause we're and hearing about and media reports we're hearing about, there are people who are going to try and go away for this weekend. And none of them, when they travel, none of them know they may have no symptoms. They could have COVID-19. They could bring COVID-19 into a very rural area like where you're 
living and you're living there at the moment. You're not, you know, th- this would be your residence for the duration of the pandemic. And it would be my residence for most of the year, for the summer or whatever, yeah. as I say, wedding anniversaries, family things that I just don't want to go to. But I, I am in no way condoning fitting into your jeep and heading off with your family for a break. And I'm not saying that in any shape or form. I'm saying just remember there's some of us out there. I look, I was reading VIP and I see Vicky Phelan is in uh, West Clare. The lady that is with the um, survival, survival cancer. Survival cancer. Yeah. And she openly said she bought the house out of the money she got for the mistakes of the past, we say. But I don't think the like of her or the like of me should, which you have said, are not all the same cases. But I'd just like to make the point. Okay. There are a lot of us out there that are not being selfish, not. I sit into my own Jeep and I drive the two. To the well, less than 2k to the beach because I'm physically not able to walk as far as that just to leave my dog have a run along a stony beach where there is never anyone okay. myself. And so you're saying to people don't be so judgmental and actually they, for, for you anyone who's already in who's already there in their second home we won't call it a holiday home your your sanctuary uh, is told to stay you're told not to move which well, is which is what um, you're planning on doing. Well, what happened to me yesterday is I didn't know and I was ringing my kids and I was saying, what do I do? What do I do? And each one of them said, you know, ma'am, wherever you're happiest. So I decided just to put my mind at ease. I would ring the Bantry Garda station and I had a chat with a lovely guy there and he said to me, look, this ruling isn't for you. Um, You're quite entitled to be down there. You'll be using the same services regardless of whether you're in Lazarda or whether you're here. You're here longer than the warnings were not to know the warnings were coming in place and you're quite entitled to be here. So he said, stay where you are, you're safer there. Okay. And that gave me just a little bit of, of relief, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I mean, Patricia, while we're on it, I mean, it would take 50 minutes for me if I had to be moved by ambulance here to CUH. The morning my husband died, the ambulances and emergency services got lost and ended up coming 55 minutes after the call. Too little, too late, was what the local doctor said. So, you know, we and all w- have w- our struggles. And, and would, all... it, would it have made a difference to the outcome for your husband, well, Catherine? He, he was alive. Um, I had kept him breathing. We were just getting up in the morning, Patricia, and I just said, leave go of my hands. We were in second bed. I need to um, get up. And I said, I'm tired. How are you? And he's not too bad. And the next thing, he took me on and a stretch and closed his eyes. Now, I kept him alive until the local doctor came, uh, about 13 minutes. And he said, the ambulance are on my tail. Now, my son landed five minutes later from Cork. And he, he they worked in him. And the, words, the doctor said to me, well done, you've kept him with us. But when the, the emergency services got, he was gone too long. And was, was it a massive heart attack, was it, Kathleen? Coronary artery disease that he didn't know he had. God, and, and what, what age? What age was? What age man was he? Fifty-five. My God, my God, that's tough going. That's a tough cross uh, that you're so carrying. You see, I mean, well, no, I mean, if, look, life is what it is. We can't always be feeling sorry for ourselves. There's loads of people out there, but it just changed my life 
completely and to be quite honest Patricia it means being brave enough to be able to make this call <laughs> I don't, I don't. I, I'm fearful of nothing now because the way I look at it the worst thing in the world has happened to me so yeah. uh, it's given me the courage to speak up for people that are in the minority Okay Okay Listen you've done that well Listen stay safe during this pandemic and uh, thanks a million for, to, for talking to us Thank you very much. Good morning to you. Good morning to you. That is uh, Catherine in uh, Kilcrohan. I think very different, I think, to what we're talking about when the amount of people trying to head away on there for an Easter break or that group that were stopped outside for more. Remember the group, the gang of four from County Meath? I don't know if they were a family or what. And when they were stopped, they were just going on a day trip. The message to everyone uh, is you need to obey the Gardaí this weekend or you can face fines of two and a half thousand euro. And I know it's not just here in Cork. We're telling people to stay away from holiday homeowners in Kerry. Uh, actually, in Kerry last weekend, the Gardaí called door to door because yesterday we had some people suggesting that that needed to be done. But they called door to door last weekend. Now, they are telling people if they're already in situ, they need to remain. But I, uh, Superintendent Dan Keane in Kerry said people are going to their graves. You can't avail of a holiday home in West Cork or anything else. And they say that the number of people in rented accommodation, um, in rented holiday homes are owner owner-owned holiday homes has increased uh, to fright and it's frightening the locals and he made the point for the people in Kerry we very limited medical resources in Kerry especially in West Kerry and he was asking people who were travelling long distances a lot of people coming down from Dublin uh, and heading to Kerry to stay in their holiday homes Gina Meehan is an interior designer living in Union Hall uh, good morning to you Gina Good morning, Patricia. Uh, you, I'm, I'm very well. And your message is to the people who haven't made it into the holiday homes is stay away. You say for the sake of the area. Yeah, absolutely. Like um, I've been hearing and seeing quite a lot on social media over the last few days about um, these people, exactly the opposite to what that lady was just... Um, to Kathleen, yeah. Exactly. Um, you know, just having blatant disregard and piling into the cars and down because they've been heard saying things like, we have to get out of Dublin, we can't cope. You know, oh my God, you know, it's a nightmare. So we want a bit of fresh air. You know, that type of attitude. And loading into the cars and down they come. And like in our village, I live in Union Hall and our local shop and centre They've done everything from day one to make sure that we're all safe. Like as soon as you walk in, there's the sanitizers, the trolleys are cleaned, the staff, you know, the staff have um, gloves, they've got the screens, the floors are marked out and everybody feels safe and everybody sticks to their rules. And I was down there two days ago and next thing, two cars pulled up full of the holidaymakers and total disregard and running in and I just go, this is so wrong. We're trying so hard to keep it at bay in this area. Um, so like, I got very, very, very upset by it. But I'm just hearing from um, so many friends about the amount of UK registered cars as well. And like they're seemingly just rolling off the ferry in Rosselaire as well, which is... See, I, so I'm, I'm wondering, does that... Does the Irish government need to look at that? Do we need, okay, we need the ferries to keep going because obviously they're bringing in goods and cargo and right, appreciate yeah. Do we need to stop foot passengers and people in cars? Yes, absolutely. 
you know, like we're looking and like I'm a dub myself, you know, so like I, this is not a dub slating thing. Um, you know, but it's the most highly infected area. And like, look what's happening in the UK. You know, it's it's just frightening. Like this is not a holiday. Like this is life or death. And I really think that there's a certain probably minority out there that just do not take this seriously enough. And people that just don't stick to rules. Um, like, we're not asked for much. But, like, there is just going to be no end to this unless people cop on. Um, and the like other Fish, one, I think, I, I, I think when we're hearing people, you know, I mean, I watched a tale back of traffic at half seven yesterday coming down the M11 uh, out of uh, Dublin. Now, where they were in the main heading to, to Wicklow and heading down to Wexford. I mean, this huge, big tailback yeah. of yeah. Uh, traffic. And, yeah. and, and as you say, this is nothing. We're not here to knock uh, Dublin or people from Dublin. But when you yeah. look at the figures of the cases of COVID-19 positive, they're all, yeah. the bulk of them, the bulk yeah. of them are in Dublin. Yeah. Um, we've been very lucky down here in the country and I think we've worked hard at keeping COVID-19 away from our, our doorsteps and we continue to do it and we're not being stupid. We know it's there, but, you know, we're doing everything to protect ourselves. People coming from Dublin, do even though they may not have symptoms, they do not know what they're bringing with them and they bring it down to a small rural area. Then they'll head away I was only going to curse there they'll head away back off to, off to Dublin after the after the weekend leaving possibly leaving COVID-19 behind them in a rural area that are many many miles away from a hospital we don't have the luxury of having hospitals on our doorstep like they no, do in like, Dublin No like we have the most amazing hospital down here Bantry Hospital but like it is a small hospital and like they would not be able to cope absolutely not able even even our pharmacies etc Um it's just wrong. It's wrong on so many levels. And it's just the attitude of, you know, so selfish. I want to get away um, and to hell with everybody else. It just, um, like, infuriating doesn't even begin to think, you know, it doesn't begin to describe how angry I felt when I actually witnessed it, you know. But, like, I wonder about, it's great now that the, the guards have the power to try and stop this and send people back and to inflict fines, etc. But there was people that were down here, you know, a few days prior to that happening. And, like, what happens with them? Like, you know, the guards are under so much pressure. Are they meant to go knocking on doors and saying, what are you doing down there? You know, go back. And the damage could be done at that stage because they've all been into the supermarkets and cleared the shelves and, um, you know, didn't, you know, adhere to any of the social distancing rules, etc., yeah, and um, I think one of the one of the saddest calls we got in yesterday was from a guy talking about his dad who witnessed locals coming into his uh, rural area, a couple, and they dropped off their bags straight to the supermarket. And this man now terrified to go to the supermarket because he's so nervous. In, and the supermarket, you know, dropped the food to him, but he's afraid to use the supermarket in case that and they've brought COVID nineteen into the supermarket. And yeah. that's that sense of, I mean, it, it someone says that's an irrational fear. It's not. No, it's, not. it's not no, when you're. Cocooning on your own and you're doing everything to and you're afraid of dying let's be honest Trisha I feel that myself that's why I'm talking about our local centre like I mean they were so on their game and I feel so safe there there's no way I would go up to the bigger supermarkets um, in town even though they might be cheaper I don't don't care and none of us are in a position financially anymore to be so flippant about things like that but um, I still do feel safe in my centre because they just really you know, they do everything they possibly can to keep the place 
as clean as possible. Even yeah. down to their coffee machines every 15, you know, 15 minutes. Those small clean. shops are, are just so plain and blind. It, it, it All right. Okay. okay, listen, well put. Hope, and hopefully the message between the message getting out there and the Gardaí on, on patrols and just turn them around, send them back. And, and if it comes fine, to... With yeah. the fine, because people, you know, money talks. Yeah, it know. does. Absolutely. Okay, and listen. Can I, can, I, can I say one other thing to yeah. you guys? I have huge respect for the farming community. Just huge. And like, I'm not a farmer. But like, when you think about, you know, the whole foot and mouth outbreak, you know, in 2001, yeah. they did what they were told. And, you know, we avoided what happened in the UK. And it was not easy for the country, but everybody did it. But they did that to protect their livestock, their herds. And we can't do it to protect human life. Well said, well said. You know, really. Listen, mind yourself and hi to everyone in Union Hall. Have a happy Easter. God bless, God bless. That is uh, Gina uh, Meehan joining us from uh, Union Hall. I want to go from West Cork to North Cork, as I mentioned at the top of the programme. And I was just so uh, saddened when I saw this this morning that uh, Donnerell Park is to be closed to the local peoples for the duration of uh, Easter. Uh, The Gardaí have taken the decision. Margaret, who runs the Donnerell blog, uh, joins me. Good morning to you, Margaret. Good morning, Patricia. Uh, Margaret, this is just so upsetting for the oh, people of Donnerail. Yeah, it's, it is just, it's unbelievable. It really is. No, we were, we were thrown a couple of weeks ago when, when all the parks and, you know, it, it was is locked down. We were thrown that lifeline um, for to leave the pedestrian access open, you know. Yeah. And it was brilliant. It was absolutely. And, and like, people respected us. They, like, there was a, a good few of the all the people that used to use it, they have to cocoon so they wouldn't go in there. But there was young families that were able to to go for a walk. There were people who were working on the front line were able to take their time out and go down there. But we've had messages into the blog for the last week of cars parked above by the school, above by the church. And they're not low. If you have to drive to the park, it's not two kilometres. You're not I local, mean, yeah. It's not two kilometres. It's as simple as that. And it is very, very disheartening, like, that you have to... What, what I find is happening is that you actually have to get a guard, the guard, to come and say, you can't go into the park. It's nothing to do with the OPW. They, they gave us that lifeline. And, and, and people embraced it and they loved it. But, like, to have to have to, you know, to have a guard come on and say, please close the park because they can't control what's, what will be going on the weekend. It's as simple as that. And it's because of the selfishness of a minority of people That's all. the park is now closed. That's all. It, it, it has nothing to do with local people. It has nothing to do with the park being abused. It has nothing to do with anything else. That is exactly what it is about. Shocking. Yeah. It's shocking because, I mean, I'm, I'm a regular to Donnerell Park yeah. and since the restrictions have come in, because I would have to drive, come, yes. I'm, you know, money from yes. uh, money in Mallow, I'm not that far away. Yeah. I would have to drive. But because of that, no, it's it's outside of my yes. two kilometre. And I was speaking with my sister who lives in uh, just outside um, Dungarvan in, in Waterford. She's probably about four kilometres, five kilometres mm. from the beach. She walks the beach every single day, drives to the beach and then yeah. walks. Since the two kilometre r- rule came in, she now walks the roads. She's yes. found lovely country roads yes. around her house. And she said, I wouldn't. And I said, would you know? I said, I'm sure you'd be OK. And she said, no. She said, no. the rule is there. It's yeah. there for a reason. And I'm it's, not. It's like, you don't, like, you don't have to. We shouldn't all have to have rules. These were guidelines at the start. These were guidelines to help us. These are now rules. Like, it's, it's 
gone beyond. And it will get stricter if people don't abide by exactly, it. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And, and we'll never get out of this pandemic. We no. will never get out of it if everyone doesn't. Uh, and I was just saying to John Paul there like this, like, I know, like we all know in Donwell and we are in, in every, and you'll know as well in, in Mallow, we know people that are travelling from, from Donwell to Mallow to hospitals, nursing homes. We know we know home helps who are going around still doing the, the work they're doing. The shops in Donwell, the the staff, they're they're working so hard to, to to help us. And that park, like I know my sister used that park she works in Mallow Hospital and she just thought like just for the one hour when she's off, like when she'd be off in you know, in, in her on her day off, because she works until seven or half seven at night. She won't get down there at night. But the, the day she's off, she just embraces that, like, and she goes down and she can get fresh air into her lungs and she can just quieten her mind for, you know, to head back into Mallow again. You know, at some, you know, when she's walking again the following day. And, like, that's taken away yeah, now from those so people. Unfair. You know, so unfair. and that is so, so wrong. Okay. I don't care. All right. so, so and, and Tuesday morning it'll reopen for locals. For okay. locals. Yeah. Okay. If, again, if, if, if people that, that, that travelled the last week, if they can just sit there now and say, and, and what I hate, Patricia, is that a lot of those, they had kids with them. What are they going to tell their kids when, when, when they go back to school and they say, you know, if the teacher says, write down what you did during, the, what, during lockdown. Are they going to tell their kids, don't say you went to Donwell Park? Mm, mm. You know? Yeah, 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 good point. Are you going to, are you going to make them lie because you, you couldn't make a decision? Listen, have a happy Easter in Donwell and uh, we'll speak we'll again. I'm, and I was saying to John Paul, I don't go, I don't go into the park because uh, I have uh, an antisocial little dog who doesn't <laughs> like other dogs running up to her. <laughs> okay. And, and even people cannot go read the sign going in, keep your dogs on and the lead at all times. No. Right, so they, I have to go the other way and walk the road. They can't listen to the advice and they can't read either. They can't read. They listen, can't look listen, a, they can't read. Look after yourself. I God will, bless. I will, Patricia. Bye bye. Stay so Happy Easter to you as well. Bye bye, Margaret, there from the Donnerwell blog. Michael in Castletown Bear says, Patricia, it is absolutely 100% disgusting the contempt that people who are travelling into West Cork for the weekend have for the local inhabitants. Uh, are they that ignorant that they don't understand English? Stay away. We don't want the coronavirus here. I never realised that there are so many irresponsible, uneducated people in this country. God help the frontline staff, the nurses, the doctors, the guardy, etc. All putting their lives at risk because of these pure and other scumbags. Oh, my God. Um, they should immediately be reported to the Gardaí. 1850 Accra in Bantry. Thank you, Michael, for that. Just giving me a quick mention to this. Accra in Bantry have said they've lots of hand sanitizers and gloves available. If you bring your own bottles, they'll fill them up for you. Not a really kind gesture from Accra in Bantry. 27 Get to anywhere, maybe we make a deal. Maybe together we can get somewhere. Any place is better. Starting from zero, got nothing to lose. Maybe we'll make something. Me, myself, I got nothing to prove. 
get a fast car. I got a plan to get us out of here. Been working at the convenience store. Managed to save just a little bit of money. Won't have to drive too far. Just cross the border and into the city. You and I can both get jobs. Finally see what it means to be living. Got a problem. Yeah, but the bottle, that's the way it is. He says, body's too old for working. His body's too young to look like his. My mama went off and left him. She wanted more from life than he could give. I said, somebody's got to take care of him. So I quit school, and that's what I did. You got a fast car. Fast enough so we can fly away We gotta make a decision Leave tonight or live and die this way So I remember when we were driving Driving in your car Speed so fast it felt like I was drunk City lights day out before us And your arm felt nice wrapped around my shoulder And I, I had a feeling that I belonged Someone, be someone. You got a fast car. We go cruise and entertain ourselves. Still ain't got a job. Now work in the market as a checkout girl. I know things will get better. You'll find work and I'll get promoted. We'll move out of the shelter. Buy a bigger house and live in the suburbs. I remember when we were driving, driving in your car. Speed so fast, it felt like I was drunk. City lights lay out before us, and your arm felt nice wrapped around my shoulder. And I, I had a feeling that I belonged. I, I had a feeling I could be someone, be someone, be someone. You got a fast car. I got a job that pays all our bills. You sell drinking late at the bar. Some more your friends and you do your kids. I'd always hope for better. Thought maybe together you and me find it. I got no plans, I ain't going nowhere. Take your fast car and keep on driving. So I remember when we were driving, driving in your car. So fast, it felt like I was drunk. City lights lay out before us. And your arm felt nice wrapped around my shoulder. And I, I had a feeling that I belonged. I, I had a feeling I could be someone, be someone, be someone. You got a fast car. Fast enough so you can fly away. You gotta make a decision. Leave tonight or live and die this way.
That's Tracy Chapman on C103 and that is Fast Car. John was on to say the R585. Now that's the main secondary route to West Cork via Bantry to Castletown Bear and beyond. You'd see, you would wonder, are people using back roads to try to avoid the Gardaí? Because there was talks that people were going to get up very early in the morning, particularly leaving Dublin, 4am in the morning, get out before the checkpoints were in place. And I don't know if the Gardaí managed to put checkpoints in place in the early hours of the morning but John was on to say that that road as I said it's the secondary route to West Cork has been so much more busier the last few days so people are staying off the main roads and getting onto the back roads and he said just this morning he spotted six cars, one after the other. Three had Dublin regs. One was a Limerick reg and one was a Tipperary reg. Now, you know, before people say, I'm living in West Cork all my life and I drive a Dublin reg, I accept some of them could be locals, but not all of them are locals, I think is the point that John is uh, trying to make. 1850 at 3331033. Someone else says, this virus is in every county in Ireland. Patricia, yes, it is in every county in Ireland, but it's in much smaller numbers. I actually, if I can, I have the numbers from... I think it was Tuesday, up to Tuesday. And when you look at the breakdown, the bulk, the vast majority of COVID-19 positive cases are in Dublin. I'm not to say that it's only Dublin has a problem with it. It is here here in Cork, we're the second highest, but we're way off. I think Dublin are about three and a half thousand cases where we're just over 400 cases here in Cork. And then when you go around the country, some of the counties have, you know, very little, like 10, 15, 20 uh, cases, very, very small numbers. And bearing in mind a lot of those numbers would have been the clusters that are in nursing homes. So it's not necessarily out in the community. It's contained in a, a nursing home. And uh, Douglas Listener, when we were listening to, which was listening to the piece about Donnerell Park now being forced to close because of the minority who decided to abuse it the last a week, couple of weeks or so. As a fit 80-year-old eight, who's obviously cocooning, I'd be overjoyed just to be allowed to walk around the block. Court today on C103. With Mallow College, now enrolling for courses in September. Plan your future education. See the full range of courses at mallowcollege.ie C103 brings you Farm Talk with John O'Connor, Saturdays at 10am and Wednesdays at 10pm What are farmers' spring crop options? Some people would have liked to try to get beans in early in particular or maybe the likes of spring wheat not because the area wasn't sown in the autumn and you know the seed trade couldn't have predicted this so seed will be scarce. Turn on Farm Talk with Dairy Gold Prime Elite Range the complete feed for your calves this spring. Only on C103. C103 is online everywhere. Connect with us across our social media and have your say. Find us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter by searching C103 Cork. Visit our website c103.ie for the latest show info, podcasts and all the news from across Cork and you can listen live. Or take us with you everywhere on your phone. Download the app from the Google Play Store, iTunes or c103.ie. Record today on C103. Call Patricia with your comment. 1850-333-103. Now, while we all continue to live under the new government restrictions aimed at stopping the spread of the coronavirus, it is so important to remember, especially for those who feel vulnerable or who are living alone during these unprecedented times, that help is available. It's only ever a phone call, a text or an email away. To remind us of the help available across Cork County, I'm joined by the Mayor of Cork County and that is Ian Doyle. Good morning to you, Ian. Morning, Patricia. How are you? I'm very well. Uh, Remind us of the community support programme that has been established under the auspices of Cork County Council. 
Yeah, I suppose this was a, this was a government initiative, but it was launched uh, last week, and certainly Cork County Council were first to you know to take this on board, and we're going actually going to our second meeting here now in a, in a half an hour's time, and it is just I suppose it's a COVID nineteen emergency response and a community response from Cork County Council to just making uh, undoubtedly there is unbelievable help available right throughout Cork County, and you know I would as mayor take an opportunity at this time to thank everybody. I, I, I can't tell you how proud I am as Mayor of Cork County, the way the people of the Cork County have come out in their droves in insofar as cocooning number one, self-isolating and also abiding by the NH or the HSE guidelines of social distancing, but also the amount of people that are willing to help and looking to help, particularly to the most vulnerable people. And certainly in the last fortnight since cocooning of the over 70s has come in, this has been a major concern for Cork County Council. So really, it is a, it is a committee, for want of a better word, of all the agencies, both statutory and voluntary within Cork County, which includes the churches, the Gardaí, the development groups, which would be our, our volunteers, the GAA, the, the charity alone, which you know is operating a huge service to the older people, to the business groups, and on post and uh, the executive of Cork County Council. And it's just, I suppose, to correlate the response, make sure that we do it collectively and that, you know, we're not double-jobbing. Yeah, and it was it was a very clever idea because at the start, so many groups were setting up and springing up all over the place and it was hard to keep a track on who was helping who and who was doing what and if you needed help in an area, where would you go? So this idea of a one-stop shop almost. Yeah, because, the, I mean, I suppose, in fairness, the local authority has the system in place and in Cork, in Cork County, for instance, we have the Northern Division, we have the Southern and, and Eastern Division, and the Southwest Division. And each of those, I mean, the, the calls come into a central call line, which is 1800-805-819, and that's manned 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. And from that, then, the calls are disseminated down to the various areas. And, you know, we have a huge, uh, from a municipal district area, from our area offices, but also from our, our libraries, which... which the locals are starting to use as 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 this sort of local centre for giving out the help there. We have a huge amount of libraries right throughout the country that are now closed, but our library librarians, sorry, that would have a huge local knowledge are just you know disseminating that help from there. That can I, it's interesting that you mentioned the library service because we've we've had a, a couple of calls in about them. They're playing a blinder with this oh, yeah. the door the doorstop delivery service of books. Both the online service and the doorstop which was announced the other day is fantastic. I mean, as you know, uh, people over 70s are concluding themselves and doing it brilliantly, I must admit. But, you know, on this Easter weekend, it is particularly difficult for those people. Uh, I'm conscious that our churches are closed, our services are closed, and everybody is playing their part, but particularly the libraries have come out, you know, in leaps and bounds over this yeah it's excellent yeah. Yeah, because a woman contacted us the other day to say this box of books turned up from the library and of course the 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 she's a regular to her local library I think it was in Formoy and the library know her well so they know the type of books that she likes so the librarian and right. um, made sure there wasn't books she'd already read and you know what just what a kind it's kind it's thought it, it was great but your it's main it's message it's this morning it's Ian it's is that the, the helpline uh, the service is available right across the weekend it is right across the weekend and it's 1800 805 819 and every call will be taken and dealt with and put back to the individual areas that it's responsible for 
Patricia, um, just as we're talking, I mean, I, I needn't go through the whole lot of thanking everybody that has done so much. But, you know, I suppose a particular part to play or is the Gardaí and they're being tremendous from the start of this pandemic. You know, they, they, they've operated uh, bringing prescriptions and and um, groceries to people. And again, as part of this COVID response, we hope to help the, the Gardaí and put the Gardaí back to what they're supposed to be doing. And we will do that for them in conjunction with them. Uh, also, I have a huge, I mean, something that's, uh, again, this weekend, a huge congratulations to all our churches. I think Mass is being streamlined into every living room and in every house in Cork County at the minute. And, you know, it's, it's of great comfort to people. And, you know, well done to everybody who's taken this on board. And, again, to the GAA, to the business community, they're suffering hugely because of this. Uh, people have lost their jobs. Businesses are trying to keep going and keep us fed and make sure that everything is going. So, you know... This weekend, there was a person on a while ago about the closure of Donnerill Park, and certainly it is very sad to see Donnerill Park being closed today. But this weekend, the concentration and, the, you know, the emphasis on this weekend is stay at home, cocoon ourselves into our homes and make sure that we beat this virus. This weekend is, is important because we're, we're flattening the curve and all of the good work of the last two to three weeks can be turned on its head by by people getting complacent this weekend. You no, know, this weekend is vital, and that we all stay on board. It, I mean, it stands to reason if we if we have, you know, if we are self isolating, self isolating within the family structure, it keeps us within the home and it doesn't move out. And certainly, that this weekend is vital, and the, and the coming week. Okay, so, and people I, can ring that number for any any type of help. For any type of help, uh, any type of help, and that will, as I say, that will be disseminated down to the areas and and the right people going out for, to the right response. And Ian, what do you say to people who find it difficult to reach out and look for help? I suppose, you know, in all, I've been involved in different types of organisations and there are always people like that there and often the most vulnerable we don't get to. Mm. But, you know, just as personally and as mayor, I can assure everybody, no matter what their requirements are and if they're alone in their house, phone this number and it will be dealt with. And I promise I, I can guarantee that. And, you know, there is, in this pandemic, there is, this is not a charity. This is an essential service that we are running. And, you know, have no fear about phoning this number for whatever need. No matter how small you think it is. Yeah, yeah. And Patricia, just, you know, yesterday I I asked to give you a small bit of wrong information. The teen talk situation is going on this weekend as well, as you know. Yeah. And that has been a great success. Now, Jennifer was last night rather than Friday night because there was a scheduling problem with her. But she, she, she went out start. last night, yeah. So we're growing our route tonight and Elaine Crowley on fr- tomorrow night. Brilliant, but brilliant. They, but, you know, they can, be, they can be reloaded back on Facebook so, you know, nobody... Yeah, you can, you can, you can yeah. download them. All right, listen, mind yourself, uh, Ian, and have a, yeah. have a happy Easter yourself. Patricia, I can thank you and C103 and all your team there for the great work you're Thank Thanks you. Thanks a million. God bless, God bless. Bye-bye. That is the Mayor of Cork County, Ian Doyle. Cork Today on C103. With Mallow College, now enrolling for courses in September. Plan your future education. See the full range of courses at mallowcollege.ie. Through government decisions, the mobilisation of communities and the leadership of our incredible healthcare professionals, we can have a profound effect on the impact of this pandemic on our people. We have so many heroes manning our front lines, but we need everyone in this country to be a hero. Be a hero in their own home, be a hero in their community by taking the actions that will save lives. 
We live in challenging times. Look out for each other and stay safe. Be responsible. Follow COVID-19 guidelines and stay with us. We'll update you with the latest advice and measures from official sources. We're online, on your phone, smart speaker and radio. C103. You're listening to Cork Today on Replay. Phone and text lines are currently closed. Just a quick look at some of your uh, texts in Gina, who joined us in the last hour, an interior designer based out of Union Hall in West Cork. Christine in Cork says, I listened with interest to Gina on your in the first hour of the programme from West Cork. She should be on RTE. She was excellent. People seem to think that they can do what they want. I've had it with people, for example, parking on bus spaces. Um, some think they have a divine right to do whatever they want to do, even when it's pointed out to them that it's a bus stop. But the COVID-19, much, much more serious, says Christine. When are people going to cop on? Wake up and smell the coffee, folks. That's from Christine in Cork. Madge says, I haven't been outside my front door for three weeks, so the chances are I haven't picked up the coronavirus. I am cocooning. Well done to you, Madge. Why, why can't people do the same thing? Abide by the rules. It'll be the one way to kill off what is an invisible enemy at the moment. Someone else says, I totally agree that people shouldn't be, shouldn't be visiting their holiday homes anywhere around the country this weekend. But I don't think we should be out there looking and going by car registrations. I live in West Cork. I drive a Tipperary registered car, as do a lot of other people. So maybe going a car reg in the in the area is not accurate. And I've been saying that all week when people are pointing out different cars coming into the area. But I think local people know when it's somebody who, do, who doesn't. If you live in the area, you will be well known. Uh, children, says somebody else, are being left out. Why? Because their mothers say it's OK. They should be indoors as well. A McCroom listener says the authorities should have warned people well in advance not to travel to their holiday homes. No good warning them when they're already in situ. Everybody knew Easter was coming. That's from a listener in McCroom. They should have been warned about it ages ago. Uh, another listener says, I'm sorry for that woman. This was Kathleen who was explaining why she's in her second home in Elisa, in Kilcroham. She didn't travel very far. But anyway, this listener says, I was in a very similar situation and I'm assuming she's talking about the sudden death of her, her spouse. But I only have one home and I have to stay where I have. I have to stay where I am. I don't have any uh, choice. And someone else says, morning. Uh, some people are just not getting this cocooning. This is for the over 70s. I passed a house near Rock Chapel yesterday. Children, mother and grandmother were all in the front lawn. What are they thinking of? Well, firstly, they could be, you can have an older person cocooning and living with family, you know. you can't jump to the conclusions that they were visiting it's very possible that they all live in the one house if they don't all live in the one house and they went to see uh, Granny as long as they were two metres apart people have been doing that even though I would be saying stay further away than even two metres judging by some of the research that's coming out about sneezing and, and coughing because we've heard lovely stories and sad stories of people going to visit elderly family members and granny and granddads in, in particular and there's been so many photographs gone up of people outside the window and having conversations you know somebody standing in the garden and granny or granddad is inside in the house but don't jump to the conclusion they could all be living together as well we all seem to be very quick to judge and we all know that many hospitals and nursing homes are struggling to get adequate personal protection equipment PPEs. We've all got to hear and know about PPEs of late. So any offers of spare items has got to be welcomed. Joseph Byrne of Joseph's Hair Salon in Glasheen has a suggestion and he joins me. Good morning to you, Joseph. 
Good morning, Patricia, now, my love. How are you? I'm very well. And something I hadn't thought about until you contacted the programme, you reckon hairdressers can help out because you've got gloves. Absolutely, um, Patricia. I was just thinking about it one morning and I was saying to myself, I put it up on Facebook and I got about 10,000 10, reactions. Um, we would have bulk of gloves, you know, boxes of gloves as hairdressers. We'd buy them in bulk. You buy, it's for hair dyeing, is it? Yeah, for when they put non colour and things like that. Yeah. And so we go through, we go through dozens of them every day. So we'd have them in boxes. We'd have we'd have them in bulk. So I said a lot of bigger even salons would even have more. So I think it's a great opportunity to help out and to donate those gloves. Because um, you're not using them at the moment. We're not using them at the moment, and I'm sure the wholesalers will give them back to us anyway. Like there'd, there'd be no problem there. It's just that the wholesalers are closed now. Um, but I got a huge reaction to it and people are saying, oh my God, what a fantastic idea, Joe. And um, where would we send them to or where would we let them off, you know? Mm-hmm. And the same, Patricia, we'd have disposable gowns as well, you know, for when we're putting on the colours. Now, it's no day any good, but they protect our clothes from when we're putting on the colours. So um, I wonder would they be any good as well, as well as, um, you know, clinical um, disinfectant wipes and things like that. We'd have lots of boxes of all that stuff, you know, because we buy in bulk. And where would you drop them off to? We'd have to get onto our HSC, I suppose, okay. um, line and ask them where to drop them off or they would even pick them up for you. Or I suppose you could contact a local nursing home if you were out in the county. Course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you could go to your, um, you know, your HSC community centre and just leave them at the door if they yeah, want them. Yeah. There's loads, there's loads of places you can do, Patricia, but it's just, I think, I think it's a good idea. There's a lot of, you know, I know hotels have been doing it. So I think, you know, and I was thinking, we have loads of them, you know what I mean? And they're so, all in boxes, so they're fully sanitised. They haven't been yeah, used, sealed, yeah. Sealed, yeah, absolutely. Um, well um, done, well done. It's a good, it's a, it's a good, it's it's a simple suggestion, but it's a good suggestion. And if good everybody, Patricia, yeah, if everybody absolutely. rode in, it would work. Yeah, absolutely. And t- another thing, Patricia, there, just listen to our programme, people can't judge other people too quickly. I drive a, uh, uh, D car, you know what I mean? Boston yeah. Corpus D car. You can't just hear a guy down from Dublin for the weekend. You can't. No, you can't judge. You have to wait and see a situation. If you see Granny there with two grandkids, she could be living there. She could yeah. see Granny flat next yeah. door. You know what I mean? But but you know the sense I'm getting, Joe. People are so nervous and frightened, and yeah. because of that, they're getting suspicious of everyone and everything. Absolutely. And you know what's scary? Because I have a routine now in the morning. I might walk up to Super Value just to get out of the house. Someone would leave the footpath, run out onto the road to go get killed by a car trying to bite me. I know. Fear, fear, you know is, I mean? go- fear is going to kill like more people pass, than the virus. Passing you for two seconds isn't going to do any harm and you're still there two metres apart. But I see this woman particularly now, she had a panic look on her face and she went onto the road and went wide past me. As if you had the black death. As if you had the black plague, yeah. I was actually thinking to myself, oh my God, this poor woman's going to kick you by a car. I know, I know. And fear, but fear. But that fear is real, Joe, for, unfortunately for very, so many people. It's, very, it's irrational. Very, yeah. It's In some ways it's irrational. In other ways, it's their coping mechanism. 
Yeah, oh, it is, yeah. And then again, you're going to get these people that will get complacent, Patricia, terrified of that, because we all have businesses, we all want to get back to work, we all want to get back to our normal lives, you know what I mean? So the sooner we stay in, the sooner we... There's loads of things I work with, especially these lad, and I'd love to see him now at the moment. He doesn't understand why I'm not going over to him, but I can't, you know. Oh, no. Listen, just before you came on, I got a WhatsApp in from a listener. Now, I'm not going to name it. It's a county town saying, uh, is, it, is it true there's a hairdresser open and she's actually named where this hairdresser is is meant to be. Uh, I need to get a shampoo and, and, and a colour. Now, we're checking out as the hairdressers. You haven't heard of any hairdresser uh, reopening, Joe, have you? No, I haven't. No, and I would be very, very shocked. Is there, and, and are there hairdressers working on the black market? Do you know? Well, you know, I had a conversation with that uh, a few weeks ago. There have been requested that a lot, even my staff have, have, have people have rung them up and of course we won't do it. I've got a few requests, you know. Um, but there is, there's people out there doing it and they shouldn't be. That's breaching you know, all the guidelines. Really, really, Patricia, shame on them. And I think afterwards, even if a salon is open now, when they, when all this is over, the people that are going in there won't appreciate that salon being open and other people won't die. They're not doing themselves any favours, you know. And you can't maintain a two-metre social distancing when you're doing somebody's hair. So when you're yeah. cutting someone's hair, you're nearly on top of them. Yeah, yeah. We're on top of me anyway, because they'll be weak when we saw that hard work again, you know what I mean? But just, can I just say one thing here before you go? Yeah, I have weak. to think of the face weak for me, Cal. Of course they'd be weak for you, Joe. Go on. I've had to be open the leg and all up against me. And with that's another... That's another it's a family uh, show now, Joe, and it's it's early in the morning. Go on. Please, yeah, but we have to, you know, Patricia, we have to kind of bite as well because everything is done so serious. Yeah, we have to have yeah. a bit of laugh. You know, I'd go into the supermarket and say, hi, how are you today? And be smiling. There's a man heard about the coronavirus at all, you know what I mean? But you have to be a bit cheerful as well because you otherwise we go crazy. But Patricia, I have this up my Facebook post on Facebook at the moment. I have five, six vouchers and worth 100 euros. Um, each for someone to nominate a frontline worker. Oh, and when so all this is over, to get the hair done to the value of 100 euros, and there's been loads of replies. So if anybody out there wants to um, nominate someone, do. But I think, again, it would be a great thing. You know, we all want to get back when all this is over, maybe for restaurants and hairdressers to do that, because I can't do an awful lot. But say to do something like that for that's very for kind people. So if every business maybe did something like that, yeah. All this, though. And the replies, Patricia, and the nominations are, oh my God, you know, they're amazing. And I'd love to do them all, of course, but I can't, you know. Yeah, yeah that's a lovely, lovely kind gesture. Yeah. And that's on your Facebook page. And Patricia, I'm turning into Daniel Donald. My hair is out now at the moment <laughs> in a bus. I could, I could roll it. Can you not cut your own? Oh, good God, no, girl, I can hardly cut you if I might say my own. <laughs> people, are sta- people are starting to get desperate with the hair. Do you know, oh, what, yeah. I, do you know what I spotted? And this worried me now, I have to say. I was in, the, in, in a Tesco supermarket last weekend and there was very little hair dye left on the shelf. Yeah. People are attempting the home jobs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, really, this would just let it go. And, you know, to be a good time, Patricia, to experiment on the hair too, leave it grow to you, which is like... And, you know, people must realise when they come back now, they can try something new as well. Yeah. Oh, my hair is a certain length now. I can try this style for once. I can try grey, see what it's like grey. You know what I mean? The worst thing to do with something, and we have to do real jobs after us when we go to Casper Bartram. Yeah, that's true. Listen, you stay safe, uh, Joe. You too, Patricia. And as and always, your breath of fresh air. Thanks for joining us. Uh, bye bye. That bye bye. That is uh, Joe from Joseph's Hair Salon in Glashing. Go onto his Facebook page if you want to name a frontline worker. He's very kindly giving away those uh, vouchers. And Hugh. 
um, who is a frontline healthcare worker working in the city. He was obviously listening to Joe saying when he was walking down the street, some people are just very fearful of everyone at the moment. And he said, you know, to walk by somebody and they nearly fell off the footpath onto the road so that they wouldn't be anywhere near Joe. They, they don't know Joe from Adam, but they're just, you know, they're just nervous of everyone. And I had a similar experience, I have to say, inside in, in a supermarket last week, very quiet, early in the morning, and somebody coming against me on coming down the aisle. And I kept over to one side. And this poor woman, obviously, you know, maybe she had an underlying health condition and she didn't know who I was. And, you know, none of us knew if either had the other had COVID-19. I wasn't sneezing or anything like that. But she nearly mounted the, the jars of coffee in pressing herself up and you could see her face was cringing as she was walking by me. It was a really weird kind of a sensation, uh, I have to say. It happened to me twice on that same little quick journey to the supermarket. And Hugh said when he's a health worker in the city, he said when people see health workers, you would think that we had the black of death. We're health workers. We have no danger to the community. You've no fear from us. You'll be glad. You'll be damn glad to see our faces if you end up having to come into the hospital. So I'd say to people, don't blacken us. We have been fully sanitised, hygiene, clothes changed, everything. So please don't be afraid. Oh, that's 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 uh, sad to hear and it's tough enough on frontline workers and the job they're doing without the odd time that they get to go out on the streets for a bit of a walk to get a bit of exercise or maybe going to and from their job or maybe going out to do their groceries to think that people because they know oh, there's Hugh he works in the hospital and everybody moving away from him as, as if he is contagious and remember is thank you Hugh for, for your call and stay safe and it is people like Hugh that we really want you to think about tomorrow tomorrow is Good Friday and we're asking everybody to do something really good tomorrow. We're asking you to support Cork's frontline legends during this COVID-19 pandemic. We've joined forces with the Mercy Hospital Foundation and the CUH charity and asking people to donate €19 for our frontline legends who are going above and beyond. You've got two ways of donating to us here. You can go onto our website at c103.ie and make your one-off donation of €19 euro or you can call a special line that was not meant to be operating until tomorrow but we were already getting so many calls about it that with the phone line has gone live now 1850 50 1896 uh, 1850-50-9696 and all money's raised then going to the two charities at the Mercy Hospital and at the Cork University uh, Hospital and I saw somebody earlier send in I think it was a WhatsApp uh, saying uh, you should have made it 20 euro and not 19 can we give would it be easier to give 20 well I'm sure when you go on to either the phone line or to the online if you want to give 20 you can it's just we've suggested 19 because of COVID-19 and all of that and we are also very aware and conscious of people who've been laid off their jobs and are struggling financially we're very conscious of that uh, as well so we're asking people who are in a position to give us 19 euro please do and there's a number of ways that the money's going to be uh, spent I mean we're looking at buying genius what are called genius thermometers they cost 130 euro each and they give staff a temperature reading in one to two seconds 
seconds when treating the most seriously ill patients. Every single second counts. So if we can buy some of these genius thermometers for them, it would be great. But then we're very conscious of the frontline staff needing time out to rest and uh, relax. And a kind of a simple one that we've thought of are, are coffee pods. I mean, something as simple as a warm cup of coffee goes a really long way with the staff. So new coffee machines have been installed around the hospital for the frontline staff as, as they work round the clock in many cases and we'll be doing it over the coming weeks to save lives. So your donation uh, today or tomorrow will help to keep those machines full of coffee pods to give staff just a comforting little break when they're at work if they can get that five minutes to get a cup of coffee and help them recharge their batteries. So that's this the Cork's Frontline Legends. It's happening this Good Friday here on C103 with Noel DC Skoda. New Mallow Road Cork. Proud to be behind those steering us through the COVID-19 crisis. NoelDC.com C103 Jobs PE Global, they're recruiting the following. They're looking for nursing home nurse, a pharmacist and acute palliative nurses. Cleaners are wanted for immediate start in the Mallow, Bantry and Castle Island area. Four hours per evening, 8pm to 12 and it's a five day per week job. And security staff are still wanted for crowd management and social distancing across Aldi stores, Bandon, Cove, McCroom and other areas of Cork. Positions are open to both males and females over 18, but you need to have a valid PSA static licence. And carpenters are wanted to work in the Cork area. Duties to include roofing and first fixing, own transport and safe pass will be necessary. You'll find all the details and more job opportunities by going online now. Just go to c103.ie forward slash jobs for more. This is C103. Cork today on C103. With Mallow College. Now enrolling for courses in September. Plan your future education. See the full range of courses at mallowcollege.ie. Follow C103 on Facebook. Join us today. Search C103. Record today on C103. Call Patricia with your comment. 1850-333-103. Now, while a number of people are disappointed due to holidays or trips overseas being cancelled due to the limited air travel in the current pandemic, the lack of flights can have a much more serious effect on some families. Yvonne Cahalan from Dunmanway joins me to outline her son Tristan is getting on and how the family are getting access to his medicinal cannabis. Good morning to you, Yvonne. Morning, Patricia. How are you? I'm very, I'm very well, and, and you're welcome uh, to the program. Oh, okay. Just remind listeners before the COVID nineteen um, reached our shores, uh, in normal times, how do you and the family get Tristan's medicinal cannabis? So at the minute, we are, are yeah pre pre COVID nineteen, we were traveling or I was traveling to the Netherlands about every three months. So it was the case of, you know, 4 o'clock, 4 a.m. start in the morning, uh, you know, drive to the airport, flight to the Netherlands, a train, a tram, and pop into the chemist and collect the script and staying back, you know, tram, train, wait at the airport for a couple of hours, get the flight home and then drive drive back to the Manway. So it was, yeah. A, d- a, a day, journey. yeah, a long journey. It was, it was and, a long and, and do you, do you have to cover the, all, the, all of those costs yourself? No, we would get reimbursed. Okay. Um, yeah, so I think, yeah, many of the patients that were getting reimbursed, um, I don't know every single patient's um, 
details themselves, but yeah, we would be getting reimbursed for that. Including the flight? Including oh, the great. flight. Oh, great. All right, that's okay. Yeah. All right, so, and you, you can't just contact this pharmacy who you deal with and say, look, COVID-19 restrictions, can't get a flight, can you pop it in the post? No. Um, no, there, there, there is a plan in place, which is fantastic, but that, that, that is not something that... Um, that any patient would be able to do. It has nothing to do with our health department, has nothing to do with our government, has nothing to do with our country. It's Dutch law. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, absolutely. It's why, it's why we don't have it right now. And it, it, I know it was an angle that they did try even a year or two ago um, to see if they could just bring in the finished product. It's not It's not something that Dutch law permits. So that is where the obstacle stands. Um, I know they're still looking into it. Right now, the plan that's in place and I know they've been working on this since the first case in Italy, actually. So they were preempting it and they well were done. planning. Yeah, yeah. So um, right now, every patient um, that has a license has an opportunity to um, to accept the invitation for the health department to provide a courier service to go over there and collect the prescriptions for each patient. It will be delivered to our door. There is lots of um, signature and ID restrictions and, you know, making sure that there's security measures in place for the prescription. But it, it is a means of not having families to go over, including ourselves. And, you know, try. we were, we were thinking like, you know, okay, if, if I need to go over again, you know, where am I going to self-isolate? I'm going to have to self-isolate for 14 days. Where am I going to do that? And if every patient is going to do that, that's putting a lot of families in jeopardy, at risk, and yeah, just. And when did you? Um, when were you due to go again? We're actually we're actually lucky enough. We don't have to go. Um, we will have to get our paperwork in in the next day or two, but to to prepare. But we wouldn't have had to go for another month or two. But we were expecting things to be a little bit worse at that point um, to for travel. Um, yeah, so and what? Know. And thankfully, it has all been sorted. What would would it have meant to Tristan if you couldn't get access to his medicinal cannabis? Well, in one of the letters that was received back from our doctors in um, in America, was without it, it would be fatal. Um, fatal. So fatal. That is literally on on a letter that came back from one of our doctors to our doctors here in America. He was doing so well with it. And with all the reduction of the pharmaceutical medications, without it, it would be fatal. My yeah, God. So he, My it God. is doing that much good for him. Yeah. And and how many how many patients have this special license to import medicinal cannabis? Um, I think it's just over forty now. Oh, there isn't. Yeah, it isn't. It isn't a huge. It isn't a huge number. No. But well done to the the Department of Health, and I'm, I'm assuming Simon Harris was involved with uh, with getting with getting that organised. Okay, tell me then, how is how is Tristan doing? Tristan is beating everything he was never supposed to. We had a hospital appointment um, about a month ago, and you know, yeah, I. We blew the doctor's way. He blew the doctor's way. He's 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 doing so great. I mean, he. She asked, um, you know, does he do any exercises? And John turned around to to Tristan and he said, Tristan, do your squats. And this little, I can I can I can do one maybe, but this chap just yeah just started bouncing down doing ten squats for the doctor. And yeah, 
He's, he's doing incredibly well, Patricia. Unbelievably well. Yeah. And you're obviously all in lockdown. Is is he? Would he be at higher danger if, God forbid, he got COVID nineteen? Or is there any health implications for him? He he would be the reason that that we would be one of those people that would hop into the coffee aisle. <laughs> so, so yes, oh. he would be. And and I suppose, you know, you meet people in the shops and stuff and they might be all wrapped up and stuff like that and you think, God, they're getting very carried away with it. But if you you don't know, you don't know that these people may have a vulnerable person in their household and like for our, for us, I'm the only one that goes out in the house. Okay. Um so John John is with the boys at home all the time. We took Tristan out a week before lockdown out of school and um there there is a twelve week cocooning um uh, recommendation from uh, um, I think it's the International Neurology Association um, for kids with Dravet syndrome. So you know it's bubble wrap and it's twelve like weeks. Twelve weeks, yeah. How yeah. many weeks are you into it? Um, I think that was a week into lockdown. So we're just essentially going. Look, he's not going out, <laughs> and, okay. and we let. I am the one designated person in the house that, that does go out. I'm the community support officer for the Irish Red Cross, so I do drop-offs and things like that anyway. So it wouldn't make sense for John to be going out as well as myself. Okay. Um, and so then yeah. when you come home, are you hyper-vigilant before you would go anywhere near Tristan then? Um, I. We would always have had things like when his immune system was low, we would have always had like you know, sanitizer at the door and, you know, we would have been strict, you know, if you've got a cold, don't come see us. And so we would have had those measures anyway. Um, we just wouldn't have been as needed. We wouldn't have needed them as much since he's mm. been on the medication. But we've just kind of, yeah, we, we'd, we'd be we'd be stern enough with our with well our sanitizing and stuff. So yeah, it's, 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 it's nothing new in your household is, is what you're saying. Are you having difficulty sourcing hand sanitizer? Are you OK for all of that? Um, no, we were okay anyway. Um, I think Clandkill uh, Sea Distillery has been incredible and they've supplied resources for Meals on Wheels here in Domanway and um, myself as the community support officer. I have, you know, a supply as well. So, you know, we wouldn't be short of it, but we have stretched it as well. We've filled up little bottles for for people in the community that have asked for a little bottle as much as we can we can well spare done. of it. So, well done. Well, well yeah. done. And the actual being restricted to the ha- well you can go out in the garden I take it can you? Oh yeah. 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 And yeah. I, I think John goes out um, you know he does a lap around the house so in the meantime you know we've we've made use of our time. Oscar's you know has, he's learned to, to ride his bicycle and yeah. they go out for that walk early in the morning before there are walkers and um, you'd be surprised you know there is a lot of people out walking it is still within the, the 2k radius but uh, they go out very early to avoid um, meeting anyone into else people. yeah, yeah, it's yeah. A, I'm sure it may sound irrational but it certainly is a necessity in our house okay but you're, you're, yeah. you're coping and you're, and you're all getting on talk to me then about your role with the Red Cross the community support uh, officer uh, tell me about the work that you're doing there yeah, I, well, I, I've been I've been with them for a very long time. I think they, they you know they trained me up to to be able to better care for Tristan and between our suction machines and our oxygen and everything else that we have 
all our equipment in the house, being better able to to use them and support Tristan if he ever needed the, that that care. Um, it is one more way to give back. And when when this all happened, the national director um, contacted me and asked me would I be the community support officer for the for the region. And I I was delighted to help out. So it it is working in conjunction with Cork County Council support um, services as well. So we're all linked in. And in in the surrounding areas, we have our volunteers. So we have people in Ross Carberry. There's a Clancy branch operating their own area, um, and so we would be serving Berlin and Eskeen, Drina, League, all these areas. And it's basically if, if somebody is in isolation, cocooning, that we are able to pick up their shopping or their prescriptions and meals on wheels, things like that, and and do drop off. So just and are there are there many that you're helping out, Yvonne? I think there is. So much community support. They're all dipping into the different services Brilliant. we have. We've, and we've got a good few volunteers that have put their hands up as well to get their, their reds on and go out and go on duty. Um, and then separately, the, the medical side, the, the Red Cross, are, are there ready to do their transporting and helping with the HSE side of things as well. So there are people that are worried. There are people that are not able to leave their house or not able to drive and um, so they can't you know take their lift with their neighbour to go into town anymore so they're calling on us to, to do pickups and drop-offs. Well, done. well yeah. done and if we all pull together it's the message I keep trying to get out to people. It's this isn't going to be forever. It might be a bit annoying at the moment and but you have to think of people like Tristan where it's, it's and there's many others and for older people it's life and death that's what we're talking it about it really is yeah, yeah. and I, I know there's a minority but you know every person is somebody's loved ones and yeah it it, it is a scary time for 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 people like us and for people with elderly and anybody that's immune yeah. system is compromised it is yeah so well, it's not a big ask we're not asked to pick up a gun or yeah. or anything like that it's sit on your couch and wait, wait it out. OK, listen, have a happy Easter, uh, Yvonne, and uh, stay safe and thanks a million for joining well. us on the programme. Thank you so bye much. Bye. Thank you for everything, Trish. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Uh, that's the, the wonderful uh, Yvonne Cahalan from uh, Dunmanway, mum of uh, young Tristan. And we wish them all uh, all the very best. I mean, that's uh, there is a big ask. 12-week cocooning and they just said, right, that's, that's what we need to do. That's what we're going to do. Well done. Uh, 1850 We've had a report in of repairs to a burst water main. It may affect supply in Water Rock, Bally Richard and the surrounding areas and their areas of Middleton and Irish Water and Co. County Council tell us that they expect to have water back up and running by 5pm today. The workers out sorting that out at the moment. It's a burst water main in the Middleton area. 1850 333 103. Court today on C103. With Mallow College, now enrolling for courses in September. Plan your future education. See the full range of courses at mallowcollege.ie. Court today on C103. Text or WhatsApp Patricia with your comment. 086 2103 103. And we're going to Bandon the station where I'm joined by Sergeant James O'Donovan. Good morning to you, James. Good morning, Patricia. Uh, and you're welcome uh, to the programme. Now, there's a major Garda operation, isn't there, in place for the, the public health travel restrictions for this weekend? Yes. Uh, operation Fernacht was uh, run, started off yesterday evening or yesterday afternoon, and it'll be ongoing now over the course of the weekend for the Easter Bank Holiday weekend. It's a, 
it's definitely an Easter bank holiday weekend with a difference. There's new government restrictions that came in over a week ago, and ourselves in Angarshi Corner have this Operation Fernacht now running, where we are, um, I suppose, approaching people and ensuring that the guidelines and the restrictions are being adhered to. Um, in relation to the guidelines, obviously we know that we have the two kilometre radius around your house. Essential workers are, are entitled to go to work and so forth. But we, I suppose as our commissioner addressed yesterday on national TV, we are seeing a small bit of slippage in relation to people adhering to the, to the restrictions there in relation to movement and stuff. So again, we've put the operation for NACT into operation, so to speak, and throughout the course of the weekend, we will be ensuring that we will be preventing people from travelling out from the countryside, maybe down to holiday homes in West Cork or in Kerry. And this is a national operation, again, as I said at the start. And it's thousands, we're told, there'll be thousands of checkpoints every day right across this weekend. Yes, uh, there's, I suppose, there will be over 50 major uh, checkpoints at uh, major routes across the country, but there will be additional, uh, close that figure then across the country all weekend, just to ensure that people are adhering to the restrictions of movement for the bank holiday weekend. Okay, and I think the other thing that needs to be pointed out, and we can't emphasise it enough, there are a lot of people out exercising and you are allowed to exercise within two kilometres of your house, but drivers need to be careful. There's a lot more joggers and people cycling. Yes, and look, it's at various times of the day, but I, I know that we're doing an awful lot of work in the community and we're coming across people that are walking on roads and they're taking the dog for the walk and they're cycling within the two kilometres. And look, we're asking those people, number one, to be safe and be seen, which is all our, always our road safety, but also to the, those drivers who are on the road and entitled to be on the road, going to work and so forth, to be mindful that there is an increase of people on the road doing their exercise, be it on the bike or walking or running. So everyone just, I mean, every road user needs to be careful. Okay, now you are looking for help and appealing for witnesses for, this was a theft from a number of cars uh, in the Kinsale, in Kinsale. Yes, uh, unfortunately, I suppose we still have people there that are not adhering to um, the movement restrictions. We had a number of criminals came to Kinsale there on Monday the 6th of April last there was approximately 15 cars interfered with and items taken from the car. Now, look, I know last year we did a, a Park Smart campaign um, in relation to a number of cars that were broken into last year, and it does have an effect. Thankfully, there wasn't that many items in the cars this time around, but 15 cars were still checked. Now, since 2016, Patricia, we have over €30 million Euros worth of items taken from vehicles outside their homes. And the simple message is, when you're going in home, lock your car and take your property from it. We can't make it any more simpler than that. Unfortunately, some of these cars uh, weren't locked, and it was a case of these travelling criminals are coming along to estates and checking cars and coming across property that's inside it. So just to simplify that message to people, I know we're at home now and restrictions and some people aren't at work because of the government restrictions and the HSC restrictions. That doesn't mean that everyone is going to adhere to them. Certainly some of the criminal fraternity won't and we just need to be mindful and take those steps just to make sure that you're looking after your car and you're looking after your property and you're looking after your homes. Yeah, and just because your car is parked maybe in the driveway of your house or just outside your door... That doesn't mean that it's safe to leave the door, leave it, leave it unlocked. No, unfortunately. And going back to last year again, Patricia, we had a particular um, criminal gang that were travelling the, the county. 
And I know at one stage in West Cork that we had nearly 34 cars done over a space of a weekend. Uh, I think that was going back to February last year. And these gangs are going around the, the county checking on housing estates. So just because your car, as you said, is parked in the driveway does not mean that it's safe. You need to lock it. It's, most cars have a central locking system. It's a click of a button. Don't forget, before you go to bed at night, just make sure that the car is locked. And leave and, nothing of value yeah, in it at, 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 at any time of the day or night. OK, a couple of frauds we want to uh, discuss. There is accommodation fraud for students. Yes, it was brought to my attention this week. I got a phone call from a particular person going into second year students. He was checking out accommodation online and this person asked for a copy of his passport and his account number so that uh, money could be taken from or put into a lodge into an account. Um the way we are saying to people that if they're looking for accommodation college, have view the accommodation. This particular case now, the owner of the property alleged that he wasn't able to show the property because he of the movement restrictions. We do know that there's genuine people out there that are looking to rent property to students, but we also know that there has been cases where uh, fraudsters have taken this opportunity to catch people out by putting a deposit into account without even viewing the house. So what we're saying to people, if you are looking to get college accommodation for next year, view the house. Now, I know this is totally restricted at the moment. It's not essential. So we're asking people to uh, just bear in mind and maybe park the accommodation searching for a number of weeks until this is all over. Yeah, hold off, hold hold off. Uh, because there, there has been COVID-19. These criminals are using the pandemic, aren't they, for, it, for fraudulent attempts? Unfortunately, yes. I suppose initially, uh, back in the, the start of March, when we were as a country coming together and getting ready for this COVID-19, there was uh, a shortage of a number of PPE gear and hand sanitizers. And the fraudsters used that as an example to maybe, um, we, we'll send you, for argument's sake, we'll send you some masks and some hand sanitizer. Please pay a deposit of five or six hundred euro for this uh, property and the property would never turn up yeah. the hand sanitizer. So just be very mindful if you are uh, online and there are fraudsters out there unfortunately using the circumstances we're in. And I day. saw there was a text message during the rounds this week. People were getting a text saying you've been in contact with somebody who's tested positive for COVID-19. You now need to isolate. Please click on the following link and obviously it was it was a scam. It was some kind of a... Yes. Uh, the HSE will never contact you that way. If you have been in contact there will be a phone call you will get. You would never it get a text It will be a phone message. call and there, there is okay. contact tracing um, procedures to be followed with the HSE so it is never going to be via text message and we've always said that in our show here Patricia you never click on a link that you're unsure of Okay and we we spoke with Ian Doyle the County Mayor earlier this morning about the Cork uh, County Community Support uh, Programme and their dedicated phone line 1-800-805-819 the Gardaí very much involved with that um, y- James. Yes we have um, 10 centres across the country uh, we're working closely there with the the local authority were Cork County Council. Um, and again, we want to get the message out there. I suppose since the new government restrictions came in over a week and a half ago now, um, we do know that many people are at home over 70s, they're cocoony at home, and their restrictions are travel. They mightn't be able to travel, they mightn't be able to drive. We need these people to be aware of this community support number that is there and that they can email the COVID support at cocco.ie. And if they want it, they can still contact the Gardaí, their local Garda station. Make contact with us. 
we'll get, make contact in with the Cork Community Support Programme and ensure that all those vulnerable people in our communities are being looked after at this time of need. There's incredible stories of Gardaí from all over the country and I've seen some pictures on the newspapers, I've seen some online. Uh, incredible acts of kindness being done by your members. You're getting a lot of support from the majority of the general public, James, it's fair to say, isn't it? Look, Patricia, I suppose it's something that we signed up for when we joined the job is that we were there to help the community. Obviously, our role has changed. We're wearing many caps now from the point of view of not, it's not just crime prevention or crime investigation, it's community support. And I suppose I've never been more proud to be Irish in the last couple of weeks when I've seen what's been going on. And even with my own colleagues, it, it's amazing the work that's going on. We delivered, um, just on that note, we delivered... 3D printers to Kinsale Community College there to their principal, um, Fergal McCarthy. We and spoke one of their with teachers. him last week, yeah. Yes, and Tomás Clancy. And the work they're doing below in making the speed guards for the HSC workers and the doctors and the nurses is phenomenal. Like, I, I know people will always say they're, they're there on their holidays. They're students down there. I was talking to a couple of them and this morning. And they're coming in and they're, when they're off school and they're making these guard for the HSE, for doctors, for nurses, um, for everyone that puts in an order with them. And that kind of work is phenomenal. That's but you great. can't forget the ordinary people either, the shopkeepers, the cleaners, the truck drivers. Uh, I think as a country, we should be very proud of our, where we've well come said. from. Well said. You stay safe, uh, James. Have a happy Easter. And we'll, we'll talk again soon. soon. God bless. You, Take bye care. Bye. Madge says, I was talking to a relative of mine in England and they don't have anything like the type of support when it comes to volunteering like we have in this country. We can be very proud. Court today on C103. With Mallow College. Now enrolling for courses in September. Plan your future education. See the full range of courses at mallowcollege.ie. The C103 Cork Diary is a free service to help non-profit organisations all over Cork. So, if you're a community group or a charity that's holding a fundraising event or meeting, send us the details at least one week in advance and we'll tell Cork all about it. Email info at c103.ie. The Cork Diary. With Cork County Council. Supporting businesses. Supporting communities. Serving Cork. Visit corkcoco.ie. C103. You're listening to Cork Today on Replay. Phone and text lines are currently closed. Keep your questions coming in, please, for Jane Pickett, our resident vet. She'll join us after half past 12 today. Something wrong with one of the animals in your household. Let us know. Uh, 1850 333 103. You can ring John Paul or Sadie or you can text me or WhatsApp me here to the studio 0862 103 103. Now, quite a pet question but it is to do with animals Listener says Patricia would you know where I could get bird food Newmarket Canturka Boerbui areas please any, do any of the supermarket I'm assuming it's for the wild birds is it the, the like the fat balls and the bird seeds that you fill up the containers with and there's something wonderful about sitting in the garden at the moment and watching the birds feed from a bird feeder so Newmarket Canturk Boerbui areas anybody been out shopping of late and have you spotted bird food in that general area can you let us know please and we'll pass on the message to our listener and I just want to give a quick mention to some people some post arrived uh, to the radio station today some lovely Easter cards firstly so just to acknowledge and to say uh, thank you to Kathleen Hurley on the South Terrace in Cork City and Maureen O'Gorman in Tivoli ladies we hope you both have lovely lovely happy and peaceful Easters and we really do appreciate your cards and people are continuing to send us some of the on post cards and keep sending on those 
posting out those on postcards to your family and friends or if you know somebody who's cocooning and on their own at the moment it would be lovely for the postman to bring one of these postcards uh, to them uh, but Marie Lenahan, thank you Marie and somebody who just signs themselves a loyal listener in North Cork sending on those uh, cards to us they're the free ones that were handed out by on post uh, I'm told every household got to now I know before, before I say that I get people saying I didn't get one if the postman was delivering post to your houses on the days that they were giving them out, I think that's how people ended up getting the post cards. But I'm sure if you see your postman around from a distance, don't forget these the postmen and women are doing great social distancing, two metres apart, ask them have they got that you didn't get the postcards and, and I'm sure they'll be only too happy uh, to pass them on uh, to you because somebody else is also asking about the COVID-19 booklet that's been issued by the government. Somebody says, well, the government's sending out the COVID-19 booklet. It'll be all open by the time we get it. I did mention this during the week as well and we had some listeners who still, I haven't, I can put my hand up, I haven't received mine uh, yet but then we'd other areas to say, yeah, we got ours. So it's obviously the post postal service who are incredibly busy at the moment it's busier than any Christmas for our post office services so I'm assuming they're still getting through it You, if you haven't got one yet you will receive it because it is being delivered by the post uh, office somebody's asking about car parks at beaches they should close them they have this the Cork County Council moved on this after consultation with Angarda Siakona it's kind of it's they're closing access to public car parks at 14 beachside locations across the uh, county um, kind of similar to what, what we mentioned and we kicked off the programme with Donnerill Park in North Cork the, that's been closed as well in consultation with Angarda Siakona so the for those living close by it's in within your two kilometre radius you won't need the car you'll be able to walk but just to make sure that nobody visits the beaches this weekend the decision has been taken to close access to all public car parks in the East Cork Municipal Districts the four entrances to Yall Beach will be closed as well as access to Clay Castle Gary Vaux, the Ballycotton Cliff Walk, they all remain closed. Uh, in Carrigaline, access to Fountainstown Beaches to be closed and the Band and Kinsale Municipal District, the two public car parks at Gary Lucas Beach will close. And then in West Cork, that have just some beautiful, stunning beaches, the following car parks will be closed. Barley Cove, Garnish, Tregumna, Loch Ine, the Warren, Inchidani Lower Car Park, Onahincha and Longstrand. They will be all closed for the duration I th- it doesn't this isn't dated as to when I'm assuming it's for right across the Easter weekend a little bit like what they're doing with Donnerill Park we'll check and see does that reopen next week for local people and then we had some calls in about the civic community sites and somebody was wondering will the civic community site in Mallow be open tomorrow Friday because Friday is, is a normal opening day for the civic community site in Mallow because it's staggered across the week depending on where your civic community site is it's different days of the week tomorrow being Good Friday a listener was one wondering so we got on to the council and they tell us Cork County Council civic community sites in Carrick Tool McCroom Raffine and Yall will be open tomorrow Friday all other sites will be closed so for somebody who was looking for the Mallow one that remains closed but all sites will operate as normal on Saturday the 11th Easter Saturday they will be open and then they will be closed on the bank holiday Monday reopening again on Tuesday the 14th and remember as has we've 
previously discussed on this programme due to COVID-19 restrictions. The civic community sites now for the duration of the pandemic are only accepting black bags, domestic waste and food related recyclable items only. You can't bring, you know, if you're having a good old clear out in the house and you're planning on bringing it to the civic community site, they're not accepting those at the moment. It's black bag domestic waste and food related recyclables only at the civic amenity uh, sites. Some of your texts coming in to us. Hi Patricia. Um, thank you and your team for your wonderful work. Thank you for that. Um, I was coming from work in the city just at the Ovens pub. Traffic was backed up. That was due to Garda checkpoints due to travel restrictions. I noticed quite a few cars where we turned back so I'm assuming they took the alternative route or else hopefully they just went home we would like to think that that's what they actually uh, did and that's what the Gardaí are doing. They are asking, they're turning people around if they think their journey is absolutely unnecessary. OK, also coming into uh, somebody who's saying the when, when it was mentioned earlier, look what we did during the foot and mouth and how we managed to keep foot and mouth out. Somebody said it's a very different situation today. Our restrictions are very different today to what they were during the foot and mouth uh, disease. And hi, Patricia, New Zealand have a similar population and is geographically isolated, a little bit like Ireland. New Zealand are now planning to lift the restrictions after a two-week lockdown. And that's due to the swift and decisive action that was taken by their government. New cases have significantly reduced to 20 or less a day. And they've only recorded 926 confirmed cases in New Zealand with only one death in the country. They restricted entry to all non-residents and they quarantined everyone returning, including their own citizens. And that was the reason they've had very few people diagnosed. They announced total two-week lockdown on the 25th of March and that was when they reached 390 cases. The authorities are now considering lifting the restrictions and trying to return back to normal. It shows that severe restriction on travel can be important in halting the spread of the virus. Ireland may have missed a golden opportunity by not not taking advantage of our geographical location with the numbers of cases and deaths still rising. The country really needs to consider taking similar actions now. And other countries have done that. They've put very strict rules and regulations in place certainly now about people coming in to their country I know for example uh, as in New Zealand it's the same in Australia as soon as you come off a plane you're put into isolation into a hotel some lovely hotels by all accounts have been used don't know who's funded the cost of putting somebody into isolation in the hotel but that's the way they're not allowing people back into the community there are very few flights into this country yes we still have people coming into this country, absolutely. We have people coming into this uh, country and they're asked to self-isolate. Some people are wondering do we need to be more stricter on that rather than just giving somebody a note saying this is what you need to do on entry into this country. Do we need to keep a check on these people and to make sure that they need that they, you know, that they do self-isolate you. I, mean, I suppose we're basing a lot of it on trust is, is what we're doing. And hi Patricia, I was stopped yesterday by the Gardaí. I had my two daughters in the car and I was told I should be travelling on my own. 
Um, it says Mary but my daughters don't drive so it was a WhatsApp so I sent a WhatsApp back to Mary saying what age are your daughters and they're adult daughters they're in their 30s but they've got ep- epilepsy so they're not allowed to drive do I need a doctor's letter with me uh, says Mary no you don't need a doctor's letter but I think the advice is you don't make unnecessary journeys if you were heading into I mean I don't know what you were going into town for if you're going into town for example to do your shopping they're saying to people one person from the house goes out to do the necessary travel. One person goes out to do the shopping. You don't need to have two adult daughters with you when you're going out shopping. Now, if you're bringing your two adult daughters daughters for a medical appointment and they don't drive, you're well within your rights to do that. But what they're trying to get through to people is, is not to make any unnecessary journeys. You can make essential trips and essential trips do does include going shopping. But that's going shopping for one person from the household. I mean, you heard Yvonne Callan talk about her family and how they're operating. She's the only person. Her husband hasn't left the house and the two kids haven't left the house since the lockdown began. And and this is where we all need to buy into this. You know, three people going shopping. You don't need three people going shopping. You need one person. You make your list and you go shopping and you do what you need to do. If you need to go to the chemist to pick up a prescription, one person needs to go the whole household doesn't need to go. So that's why the guy, the, and you know, I'm glad to hear that the guy of the year doing that, looking into the car saying, does everybody need to be going on this? On how necessary is this journey? We need to all stay at home. That's what all this is about. If we all abide by the rules, we will get up out and away from this uh, much quicker. And here's somebody who does need to get out because she's doing great act of kindness for two elderly people. Patricia, good morning. I was wondering, if is it okay if I go to my nearest Aldi or Lidl store? Would I be stopped by the guards? I do shopping for two elderly people and I can't get everything I need in my closest supermarket when I do my, where I do my own shopping. I'm just wondering what would other people's opinions on that be. Yeah, listen, if you get stopped by the guardie and you, you say you're doing your shopping and I don't know if they're exactly saying, well, what's your nearest store? But even if they did ask you what was your near, nearest store, you can explain you're shopping for two elderly people, show them your little shopping list that you have for each of the people and that this is the store that you need uh, to go to. That's an essential journey. Essential journeys are OK. It's trying. It's people coming up with excuses as to what are the essential journeys. I think the Gardaí are starting to quiz people about because they're starting to realise that people are getting a bit complacent and everybody comes up with a reason why, oh, why I should be allowed to do that because I'm special and sure, look, this is a special circumstance. We all just have to stop thinking as to why we can come up with excuses to break these restrictions. They're in place to protect us. They're in place to protect our elderly people who we're trying to look after. And the most important of all, they're in place so we can protect our frontline workers, the people that are going to work every single day of the week and they're putting their own lives at risk because they're inside in hospitals and they are nursing uh, and giving medical attention to people who have COVID-19 trying to keep them alive and they're putting their own lives at risk and all we're being asked to do is stay at home. The C103 Cork Diary With Cork County Council Supporting businesses Supporting communities Serving Cork Visit corkcoco.ie Nursing Homes Ireland they're appealing for ex-healthcare staff and others who have the skills to support nursing homes in meeting the care needs of our elderly population during the COVID-19 emergency. People in our communities can make a huge difference to the lives of older people during the health emergency and Nursing Home Ireland want to hear from you. For more information you can register your interest by visiting www.nhirerecruitment.ie 
And due to the coronavirus emergency, the Mallow Conference of St Vincent de Paul, they've stopped distributing food from their premises at New Road in Mallow. However, if you need assistance, please reach out to St Vincent de Paul 022 50188. And your hollow vintage run in aid of the Mercy Hospital. That was due to take place on the 19th of April in Castletown Roach. That has been postponed. And as soon as we have a later date, we'll bring it to you. Court today on C103. With Mallow College. Now enrolling for courses in September. Plan your future education. See the full range of courses at mallowcollege.ie. C103 brings you Farm Talk with John O'Connor. Saturdays at 10 a.m. and Wednesdays at 10 p.m. What are farmers' spring crop options? Some people would have liked to try to get beans in early in particular or maybe the likes of spring wheat. Now, because the area wasn't sown in the autumn. And, you know. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The seed trade couldn't have predicted this, so seed will be scarce. Turn on Farm Talk with Dairy Gold Prime Elite Range, the complete feed for your calves this spring. Only on C103. This is the Cork Today replay on C103. So it's sad to hear on the news there that there are still house parties going on. How irresponsible of these people. The only solution, in my opinion, is to close all of the off-licence without uh, delay. Listen, if they want to get their hands on drink, they will get their hands on drink. And I don't think closing the off-licences would help in any way. Now, we've been hearing from uh, people, particularly people living in in our beautiful scenic areas, in our tourist areas, who are absolutely dreading this weekend for fear that they're going to be swamped by tourists. Now, hopefully with the restrictions that are in place, and the guard the checkpoints that we're hearing about that many people will be turned around and sent back home. Joining me is Senator Dennis O'Donovan who has a story to share uh, about okay. visitors to that he spotted in Skull. Uh, good afternoon to you, Dennis. Good afternoon, Patricia. And may I just uh, also to, before I forget it, wish you and all your listeners and your staff down and the great and unique local radio, a very happy and peaceful and healthy Easter. Well, and many, many happy returns to you as well. Thank you for that. OK, you came across a young couple who were obviously visiting the area, were they? Yes, that's a few days ago. I'm trying to think now what day it was, but it's in the last week since the uh, the restrictions came in. And I live, happen to live in a lovely area in South Skull. And there's probably six uh, local families live up there. And... Um, there's a, my road is a cul-de-sac road and it's shared by others and uh, the uh, the local couple who own the, the hill uh, it's a beautiful outlook there overlooking the Fasted Rock and Cape Clear and all the islands called Sailor's Hill 
And he was very community-spirited and kind and gracious to open that up for people to walk up the hill and maybe meditate or look out on this beautiful... It's an, an, an amazing outlook, one of the nicest spots I've travelled a lot in my life that you could you could go up there and sit down and admire the view. And he decided, uh, with, I think, the consent and goodwill of all the neighbours, to put up a little sign at the bottom of the lane saying, uh, due to the COVID-19 restrictions, I'm requesting people not to use this lane where I go to Sailor's Hill and he put up a little red flag. And this couple were there where, where I was standing with my wife, reading the sign and, and the flag, and I saw their intent. Um, now, young, I would consider them probably in their early 40s. Okay. I'm unfortunately in my 60s, but... Um, yeah, Middle-aged. I, I think they had well, English accents. To me, they were young. Okay. And uh, they weren't controversial. And, but I said, look, uh, there's been a sign up there. And I said, I live up there. And we'd like that you'd respect that and that you wouldn't walk up uh, this laneway. So um, they kind of fobbed off and continued. And I said to Eileen, I said, you know, that's kind of a bit cheeky and harsh. And we must remember that. Um, so anyhow, they proceeded up. And uh, either, I think, fine day I met my neighbour. He said that he met him as well on the way up and kind of said, look, we'd prefer if you didn't come. And by the way, the public road is just up here. But it's, they kind of used the line that this is a public highway and we can go up here if we wish. But the public mm-hmm. highway ended um, just beyond his house. And they even persisted beyond the public highway, went on this private property called Sailor's Hill and uh, breached the goodwill and the good intentions of the neighbours. And that, to me, is kind of... Uh, if I was asked, I've seen signs around Skull put up by community-spirited people who were saying, look, if you're not from here, you shouldn't be here at the moment. And uh, I respect those. And where this lane was closed, uh, and one not that far from me, I saw a sign. I decided I would walk that way, and we're, we're confined to our two kilometres. So, like, Skull is traditionally a fishing village. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the skull would have been known historically. Now I suppose you could link it to tourism and holiday homes. So and and I, I I come from a tourist background. My people are fishermen, but my mother opened the little B and B out to Gosbet in 1965. And we respect visitors, and they're very important to our community and people at holiday home. But while this extraordinary, unprecedented circumstances where uh, emergency legislation should be brought in, both in the Dáil and Shannon, while this is ongoing. I, I'm appealing with the people from wherever they are, whether they're rich or whatever, coming from Dublin or Cork or England, respect West Cork, respect the communities, because one person could go into Skull or to Baltimore or to Kiltrohan with the spires, they might appear to have it, and uh, cause contagion, and particularly to people who, like myself, we're not getting young, and uh, once you pass your 60s and then the 70s, your chance of you getting the virus, uh, you're far more vulnerable. And it, it, it is a huge yeah. concern to me. And mm. I, because of my job as a here, I'm technically active here. I haven't been on your radio phone for four or five years because I'm constrained because of my bit like the Count Cole. Yeah, yeah. But this, is a, this is this is a health issue. It's a it's a society a societal issue. It's a community issue. And uh, I, I think there's concern by a lot of decent, hardworking people living in in their own skull uh, that um, their, their their goodwill has been taken for granted. And I think that's a bit... And, uh, and bit something rich. else that people are contacting us about, and I just see another text in summed up by Anthony. He says, what baffles me at present, I can't go beyond the two kilometres from my house, give or take, unless I have a good reason, and that's all fine. Yes, I can book my car and passengers from Rosslare to Fishguard or vice versa, no problem. Uh, what I wonder is, is the criteria for those travel arrangements. Do we need to stop people coming in to this country? I think there have to be, I think there'll have to be far more strict rules uh, on on this boat at the borders at ports uh, even in back and forth in northern Ireland there are restrictions and uh, it's 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 like the 
I, I think it's the, the gall of this couple who kind of ignored me uh, and then went on ignored, I suppose, Amanda's there a lot longer than me and, and, uh, and then went uh, after he tell him not to trespass on, on, the, on the sailors. He'll to, to go on and, and there are people been up there since. Now, 95% of people respect the wishes, but all you need is one or two bad apples. And it's, it's creating tension. And I think it's unfair because um, I had to come into Bantry today to get my blood done because I had a health issue six months ago. Which thankfully, I'm, I think I'm on the right side of it. But uh, I, my doctor rang and she said, it's over two months to your blood's done. And I, I'd like that you come in. And the doctor, I waited in my car park. The doctor came out all gowned and, and uh, she was like somebody from outer Mars. And I took out my hand out the window and uh, she took out uh, three or four little uh, tubes of blood. And um, I went on my very way and she was so... Well, well covered up with, with plastics and goggles and gowns that I couldn't even recognise her. But anyway, I hope she was my doctor. There's queues everywhere. They go to chemist up there's queues and, and uh, people have to respect that. And I people are, I think people in the main are, Dennis. I think, you yes, know, I think oh, yes, by it's, in, just, by it's, large, it's yeah, the yeah. minority will ruin it yes. for everybody else, though. I think, I think that's, I think that's the, the real problem. And I, I think the local authorities and people that, that, that are in public positions, uh, whether they're councillors or TDs or a bit like myself, uh, should, should echo that, that appeal because in some instances signs have been taken down. And I, I, I question the, the sense of that because look, anybody that goes to trouble of making out a sign, put it up. I, I don't want anything derogatory or anything negative or anything conservation, but a simple sign saying, look, if you don't live here, uh, you shouldn't be here, or please uh, don't use this lane where there's people living up here who may be cocooned or, or whatever. And uh, in my health situation, I'm probably, probably vulnerable as well. But yeah. I, I think overall, uh, like the, the goodwill uh, and the community spirit of the people of West Cork, which is exceptional. I've travelled, I lived in England as a young man, I've travelled a lot of the world, and you won't get finer people in yeah, the West Cork. It's and, funny because uh, when we were talking with the county mayor, Ian Doyle, uh, somebody, and we were just talking about that wonderful community spirit has really come to the fore, and somebody said that they had been talking with a relative of theirs in England yesterday and obviously comparing notes, and um, the relative in England was saying they've nothing like that in England. Maybe it's just you know, too big a population or whatever they don't have that community spirit and that's what will get us through this oh there's no doubt because it's very like in my lifetime uh, I, I wasn't alive during the last world war this situation has never arisen yeah. and i think if we obey there's a, there's a chief medical officer uh, who comes on the radio or television every day he, he i think i have great respect from tony holden uh, he he gives us the unfortunate debts and and the figures but he also gives us hope that if we comply with the restrictions, and they're only temporary, please God, in, in six or eight weeks' time, if I'm not on to you, some other public rep will be on saying, look, isn't it great? Uh, we're back to normal. We're back to normal. And, and, the, and the, like, this curve of, of deaths will have to level off. And uh, I don't want to see anybody, uh, whether they're in Skull or Bantry or Kiltrohan or Skibreen or Baltimore, getting sick. And if, if somebody got sick and a virus is transmitted in, from outside the area by somebody well-intended or otherwise coming down uh, to use their holiday home for a weekend or for a for a long uh, for a, for a, even for a week under these circumstances, uh, I can't even go and see my grandchild. My grandchild yesterday, Katie was six, and I had waved her in, uh, and 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 send the car to her. I couldn't even visit her. Well, I, I know. So, I know. So, Listen, so, like, uh, so if we can't visit our our, yeah. our children, and and home helps can't go to people. So it's a very serious situation, yeah. and I think some people, some people, uh, I think, are taking for granted the. the the great community spirit and the the fascia and the welcome to people in 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 Cork in West Cork have been uh, noted for for generations. And I think, please give us that respect. And hopefully, in a few weeks' time, 
will give oh, that well, to you again. Oh, okay, Mila Falls, you will, will, will be yeah, returned. Absolutely. Dennis, we leave it there. Listen, stay safe and thanks a million for joining us. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, Bob. Good uh, good afternoon to you. That is uh, Senator Dennis O'Donovan uh, joining us from uh, West Cork. A few calls in to say this is on the bird seed that Kerry Group store on the Charleville Road in Newmarket has bird seed. That was the listener that was looking for bird seed. And Margaret in Crookstown was on. She wants to thank her neighbours for helping her with her shopping this morning. Isn't that fantastic? I love to, actually, I have to say, I love to hear when people take time out just to thank others. So, Margaret in Crookstown. Uh, the neighbours will know exactly who they are thank you your help has been much much appreciated and if you haven't received your free postcard in the post you can ask for them in your local post office somebody says okay thank you for that because somebody else was on and it is uh, fake news as they say Donald Trump would be delighted with me saying fake news somebody else says you have to be on the register of electors to receive the postcards you don't because we got the postcards here into the radio station and there's nobody on here in the radio station that's on the register of electors so if if your post person hasn't given them to you and you're in the post office you can ask there I'm going back to line three where Judy Hopkins joins me we were having a chat with Judy yesterday she joined us because she put this very kind offer of her home in Glanmire she put it up on Facebook offering her home to any frontline medical staff who may need to have a place to stay and right in the middle of the interview Judy's dog became unwell she's back with me good afternoon Judy good afternoon Uh, firstly how is the dog Dave is fine. Oh my goodness! It was—he's my baby, and I actually thought initially when we were chatting that he was doing, you know, one of those yawns where you're kind of tensing and you're shaking. Yeah. You know, I thought that's what it was first, but then I quickly realised he was having a seizure. But he—it's his first time ever doing that, so I brought him straight to the vet after I was talking to you, and um, she took bloods and all that. So we'll be getting the results today. But he's fine out. He's bammed out there on the couch, not a bother on him. And what age um, is is he an old dog? No, he's only just about seven oh, seven and no, three no, months young or something. Yeah, yeah so, but thank you so much for understanding. No, that's okay, like, because it was just when you said, I think my dog's having a fit. I thought, you know the way somebody said, oh God, said the dog's having a fit, yeah. jumping around. <laughs> so I just thought you were going to get the dog. And then I realised, oh God, this is serious. This is a seizure, yeah, you know. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, but he's thank okay. You so much. And, and I believe a lot of listeners were calling in. They and were. And stuff. Yeah, and I just want to see the dog was sir. okay. So that's good. Yeah, okay, we'd advise you on because you put up this offer on uh, Facebook. Just remind listeners of, of how you came up with this idea and what, what you're hoping to do. I suppose I've been, as I was saying yesterday, I'm trying to think of as many ways that I personally and our business, Hopkins Communications, can actually help out our frontliners, our country, our government, the people around us, our neighbours, the elderly, etc. So the first thing I thought of was, uh, well, one of the things I thought of was my house. I am here with Dave's talk and um, I I can give my house to a frontliner that needs it, especially in light of all the news last week of trying to encourage people, you know, uh, frontliners living together to, to try not to live together. And then there's frontliners living with their family and friends and they don't want to put them at risk. So that's why I put it up. Um, and, you know, if, if someone is looking for uh, a house... I I'm in Glam- the house is in Glanmire, so it's close to, you know, public transport, and it's also. Sure and you're, you're not you're not talking about just giving somebody a room. You're talking about you and Dave will move out. Yes, yeah, yeah. And where will you go? So I'm going to move into my parents' house. Okay, all right, and they're yeah. they're they're cool about you and Dave moving in. Absolutely, okay. yeah, yeah. All yeah. right, so you put it up on Facebook. What reaction did you get? 
So I've had uh, a good few people come on to me um, and, and they were looking elsewhere as well and they found other places. So it's still available. Okay. Um, but I've had lots of people sharing it and the, the likes of Mums of Glanmire now are very good at sharing those kind of things. It's a it's a group on Facebook. Um, and, you know, I, you know, everybody's sharing it. So, look, if someone... And it, you're, not, option, you're not worried about giving your, your much-loved house over to a total stranger? Do you know what? They're there on the front line and they're putting their lives at risk. You know, I mean, what's the worst that can happen? You know what I mean? They'll spill a a cup of coffee on your white carpet. You know, and and like, to be fair, I could do with getting new carpets. I spent years in the house. Well well done. It's it's terrific. And I mean, you're in, you're you're with uh, Hopkins Communication. You've got a communication company. Are you still working at the moment? Yeah, we are. We're still working. um, But what we've actually also done ourselves is, I don't know if you or your listeners are aware that... um, there's uh, on gov.ie forward slash COVID supplies, you can register as a business on that to offer your services free of charge to the government or for a price. But obviously, we've offered our services free of charge in terms of our man hours. So say if they need graphic design or public relations or script writing or social media management, any of that kind of stuff, we've offered our services to the government for that. Um, and there's a lot of um, our clients and a lot of our, our friends, like the media now, for example, yourselves, 96 and C103 are doing the Frontliners Project with Mercy and CUH. Tomorrow, yeah. Uh, tomorrow. Uh, St. Vincent de Paul are you know, continuing to support everyone through phone and email. And they're actually trying to you know, let people know that, ha- that haven't used St. Vincent de Paul before to reach out to them if they need to, you know. That's um, hard for people, Judy. Yeah, it is, you know, it is. But by the same token, there's a lot of people that, for example, like myself, would be alone, you know, and and they don't have anybody to talk to or they mightn't have family to talk to. So reach out to St. Vincent de Paul. Um, You've also got that that charity alone that have a similar offering. And then you've got the likes of, you know, I suppose one of the reasons that I really wanted to come on and talk to you was to kind of show people what they can do either as, people individuals or as businesses to help out our country so you know like i know there's lots of businesses out there doing webinars and insta lives to help other businesses out um i know that there's a lot of like myself and a couple of my neighbors from my parents estate printed up a load of letters and dropped them into the letterboxes of the estate because there are quite a few elderly people living there just letting them know that we can help them do you know their shopping or go to the the, the pharmacy or whatever um, and there's a WhatsApp group that we've set up here in my own estate and it's great to build relationships with your neighbours yeah. in such a time and, and, and another one and it's just when, when you mentioned when I'm thinking about your dog Dave another one is um, for elderly people who used to get out every day and walk the dog and suddenly mm-hmm. if they're on their own they mm-hmm. may need somebody to go walk the dog it's, exactly. it's a small stupid thing but it's something it that you could offer yeah, and that's what we actually put in the letters that we dropped into well in my parents' estate was if they need a dog walking as well, that's no problem. I mean, you know, like it's it is it's the smallest things that we take for granted that we can't do right now. But even at that, like I mean, just going back to what businesses can do, like I saw the Kingsley and Fort Island, they donated PPE equipment to healthcare workers. 
they're also going to be donating Easter eggs to frontliners that they would have ordered for events that they were holding, but they didn't cancel them. They're actually going to donate them to CUH. And then you've got the likes of Foodie and more, which is uh, they do meals and groceries, and they're going to be doing free meals, groceries and deliveries to frontliners. Um, you obviously know about the Super Value and Centra Club Together initiative where, you know, similar to what we were just talking about, they're looking at, um, you know, the local GAA clubs helping out the local community to go and do, you know, the elderly to, to go and do their shopping or their dog walking or whatever. Um, and there's, there's plenty of other, you know, businesses out there that, that are, you know, like co-op superstores and Munster Bovine, they're staying open for deliveries to essential farming. You know, they're putting themselves at risk. The K Club has offered rooms um, to the state for free to frontliners. Yeah, you know, people are great. People are great. There's just, and that's that's how we will get through all of this together. Listen, uh, Judy, thanks a million uh, for joining us uh, today, and uh, it's a great, it's a really great, great kind uh, offer. And keep up the work that you're doing, and much love to Dave. And you look after yourself, okay? (laughs) I will take care, Patricia. Thanks for for the opportunity. No problem. Stay safe, everyone. Our pleasure. Bye bye. That is uh, Judy Bye. Hopkins of Hopkins uh, Communication and her dog Dave doing well. Talking of her dog Dave, uh, we've got our own vet Jane Pickett uh, coming up after the breaks. So if you've got a question for Jane, something to do with one of the animals in your house, you can get on to us 1850-333-103. Text or WhatsApp 0862-103-103. Hi Patricia, the post office is open tomorrow, Friday. They are. They're open for a half day. They will close at one o'clock. But if you normally collect a pension tomorrow or a social welfare payment on Friday you can for this week collect it today instead but they will open for a half day uh, tomorrow. Court today on C103 with Mallow College now enrolling for courses in September. Plan your future education. See the full range of courses at mallowcollege.ie. Egfoilemach quiddenanihe is farlin. Shaetror C103 air kirkig. Is Museum Alien in the Caharachay and Crawford Art Gallery of Gorkig. Nuri Hulan Tucci, Nadorsha, Fine Tutishkin Shart, Erin Rolls, Suntasuk, Tagus Nahark Alien, Satel, Agus Sukhal Turko, I'm sure. Tagnos Kun, Rohiad Mila Kurtur, Night Bliana, Higging Gallery, a hostage to Egril or Nakarach, in Akalish Opera House. Ser Yadishach, the Trish Fibli, Tuspontish, Agus Baluhan Poon, Donis Mo, Noro, Vila Seher. Nukta, Quid Denaniha, is Fari Gorkig, C103. Record today on C. 103. Text or WhatsApp Patricia with your comment. 086 103 103. And let's wrap up the programme by going to the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket where we're joined by Jane Pickett. Good afternoon to you, Jane. Hi, Patricia. And you're welcome to the programme. Let's get straight into questions. Hi, Patricia. My dog has pus at the tear ducts, especially in the morning times. Is there anything I can do to treat it at home? Thanking you. Mm, this is a difficult one. I think it's probably best to give your vet a call. So sometimes a little bit of discharge at the corner of the eyes can, it can just be almost like sleep, like we might wake up with ourselves in the morning. But normally, if it's kind of a creamy or a, a green kind of colour, it in it, it does suggest to us that there might be an element of infection. Um, so what we call conjunctivitis, so an, an infection of the the tissue surrounding the eyes. Now, normally this is something we'd want to check out as a vet because sometimes it can just be an infection, plain and simple. But sometimes 
sometimes it can be related to, to scratches in the eyes. Now, we're all in a particularly different, difficult position with COVID going on at the moment. So as vets, we're only really allowed to see emergencies and sick cases at the minute. So I think the best thing to do in this case would be have a chat to your vet over the phone. They'll triage your case and chat about what you're seeing, the pattern of when it occurred and what's happened recently with your pet. And they'll be able to best guide you as to whether you need to be seen in person or whether it's possible to dispense some medication. So I think um, give them a shout. They'll know your dog best um, and chat through the situation. Okay, and Breed, I think, has a, an issue that may be affecting others as well. My cat is an indoor cat. I'm not letting him out at the moment because I'm afraid of COVID-19. By the way, I'm cocooning myself. Um, I hear, mm-hmm. I, I'm wondering what I can do by way of activity or exercise for my cat. I hear a lot about dogs, but not a lot about cats. Any suggestions for exercising a cat indoors? Ah, so I think there's lots of things we can do um, to get our pets active during this time. It is particularly difficult, particularly if your cat or dog is used to going outside a lot. And perhaps due to one reason or another, for for example, cocooning, you may not want to have them outdoors as much as possible. Um, I think really play with food is really good. So uh, dogs and dogs and cats both like to work for their food. So sometimes when they get it from a bowl, it's not very mentally fulfilling for them particularly when they haven't got a lot of other things going on. So one thing you can do is kind of play hide and seek with a lot of their food. So for example, if your cat has dry kibble or treats or something like that, hiding it um, inside in little things like the innards of toilet roll so that they have to roll them around to get the food out or spreading spreading the food out so that it's hidden under, let's say, quite durable objects in, in, little, in little rows so that they have to work and sniff these things out. It's a little bit more mentally fulfilling for them and kind of keeps them quite occupied for a little while. I I think with cats as well one thing we need to be really careful with is they are very good at being lazy okay. uh, and if we don't modify their diet sometimes they can put on a few pounds uh, particularly if they're not going outside in the sunshine like they normally would do so i think just be mindful of not giving them lots of treats and if you are playing hide and seek with their food just do it out of their usual allotted diet not a lot of extras don't. um and if you could do lo- yeah if you could do a lot of things like um chasing string hey uh, chasing kind of toys that are on the end of a string now one thing i would say is don't use your knitting or anything like that because sometimes cats can get quite nasty um, they, when they ingest, let's say, foreign objects like long pieces of string that could be very problematic. So if you can, let's say, order toys off the internet that have, let's say, quite durable little bits of feathers on the end of string and you can play with them, get their hunting, hunting instincts going that way. Good words of advice. OK, and Jane in Mallow has a rescue dog with a lump on the right hand side of his rib cage. Not sure of the age of the dog because it was a rescue dog. Uh, he's also having problems going to the toilet um, number twos he has fluid he's been diagnosed with fluid around his heart any advice please particularly with the constipation issue okay this is this is a little bit of a difficult one I think there's a few things going on here certainly well done in, in getting him to the vet and getting him diagnosed um, I think certainly from a comfort point of view if he's having trouble with his number twos from a constipation point of view have a chat to your vet. There are some things that we can prescribe which can get things moving on the right track again. Um, So that's potentially a slightly easier fix. Other things that are going on like fluid around the heart, I think you'll probably be working very closely with your vet on managing that. So it's it's not my not my place to comment on that one. Um, I think trust your vet's plan in that case. Um, As for the lump on the side, a lump 
in our words, a kind of a lump is a lump under proven otherwise. It can be 101 things. Sometimes it can just be a little lump in the skin. Sometimes it could be under the skin and be a little bit of fattiness. Sometimes it can be something a little bit more sinister that might need attention. So I think, again, have a chat to your vet. I think the difficulty at the moment with, let's say, assessing long-term lumps is that they, let's say, wouldn't be in, in a lot of cases if your dog is otherwise well. They, they wouldn't be an emergency at this point. Now, if it's causing him discomfort or pain or you're very concerned, then, then it may well be. But I think in any case, regardless of whether you kind of feel it's uh, uh, kind of an issue that needs to be dealt with, if you feel you're concerned, give your vet a call. They'll be able to triage you over the phone. I think the one thing we worry about as vets in this kind of situation, everybody's trying to keep themselves really, really safe in COVID. And I think nothing really replaces being able to see a pet face to face and examine them. But the one thing we really want to stress to all of the owners out there is you're doing a great job taking care of your pets, but please don't be shy about ringing us. Even if we can't see you face to face, there's an awful lot of things that we can do to help. And um, we just wouldn't want to see any any pets out there going without attention because well you were nervous about ringing well us. Well done, so. well done. It's strange times for all of us. We'll talk again next yeah. week. Have a nice Easter, Jane. And uh, you thanks, too. thanks for joining us. That is Jane Pickett from the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group if you're worried about any of your pets please call your local vet and somebody said just a few ideas when people are talking about going to the supermarkets and they could get very busy and people are afraid um, why not have a system whereby you walk like the way you walk on the right hand side of the road why don't they develop a system like that in the supermarket like have a one way system with arrows on the ground it would avoid awkward moments trying to pass people so almost a one-way system. So you'd, you'd go down one aisle and come back up the other aisle and down one aisle and back up the other aisle. Maybe it's something supermarkets might take on board. OK, that's where I have to leave you for today. My thanks to Sadie and to John Paul for taking your calls. We are back with you tomorrow morning for the final one of the week, our Good Friday edition of the programme. And remember, we'll be encouraging you to support uh, Cork's Frontline Legends. Until tomorrow, 10. I'm Patricia. Goodbye. Stay safe. Cork today on C103. With Mallow College. Now enrolling for courses in September. Plan your future education. See the full range of courses at mallowcollege.ie. I want to thank the people of Ireland for listening to the advice when it comes to physical distancing, regular hand washing, taking care when sneezing and coughing, and reducing the number of social events and gatherings that you attend. However, we believe we need to do more. So I'm asking you to stay at home, if at all possible. This is the best way to slow the virus, ensure our hospitals are not overwhelmed, and buy us time. We live in challenging times. Look out for each other and stay safe. Be responsible. Follow COVID-19 guidelines and stay with us. We'll update you with the latest advice and measures from official sources. We're online, on your phone, smart speaker and radio. C103. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.